Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game now streaming on the Six ABC Family of Apps. Hey everybody, welcome on in. <laughs> we are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. You have no idea what it took to get here, man. So here. None whatsoever. I am here. Hey, yeah, hey, I think hey, can relate to this. So hi Derek, hi Barrett. How we doing, guys? Everybody hey, hey, look, before we get into the show, check out Chris D, man. Chris D is like go. You see, good day, Sports Take family. Over 10,000 people viewed yesterday's show, and that episode got almost 600 likes. Damn. Dang. Chris D, appreciate you. Chris D, you, Rob and Bear combined will be sending you a check to Hawaii. I would contribute, <laughs> but I'm poorer than both of them combined, so therefore I can only be with you in spirit in that regard. I'm, Derek's going to pay for your Super hold on, hold on. Bowl ticket, Chris. We're not going to talk about poor, bro. I just had to book my flight, and I'll get reimbursed <laughs> from my company. Wait, that's Fellas. what you said they were going to pay for it up front? Derek, we're not going to go into that, okay? <laughs> yeah, Derek, don't go there, man. Bro, oh, no, we, let's go there. Oh, no. I guess how let's much go. the ticket was. No, hold up. Hold up. Airlines have cut cost uh, workers tremendously. Since before Christmas, thousands of flights have been canceled. Basically, they are strong-arming people. I would say in the $1,800 and $1,900 range. $2,100. God, dog. Oof. Good. As, as Chris, Chris Rock would say, good Lord. $2,100. Yeah, good Lord. That's crazy, right? Money, and you yeah. got to put that on your credit card? Yeah, it's, it's done. Because if I didn't, I got the last flight. Oh, my goodness. And Did I hate you to really? Say this, I hate to say this, Barrett, but uh, memory serves me well. Sometimes they take longer than expected to give you your money back. Yeah. They'll take sometimes 15 days, sometimes 30 to 40 days. Mm-hmm. And that includes, oh, you didn't submit your ex- report, right? You got to redo this and redo that. Bro, this Ooh. is this is, I'm, I'm beside myself right now. God, twenty one hundred dollars. Good lord, that's crazy. Crazy. Wow. You got the money. All right, on so, to, so I have been having internet issues since about eight thirty this morning. Dang. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, as we so we had our our pre show meeting uh, at we do All it right. generally around eleven. So I basically have been trying to troubleshoot since then. I, actually, I've been troubleshooting since about 8, 830, but I've been troubleshooting since then. 
I went through my hotspot on my on my on my cell through my laptop. That's why the, my backdrop's a little bit different than what you guys normally see. And a nice uh, backdrop, I might add. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, I got out of the man cave. I got out of the the office, and I uh, I'm up in the sort of dining room kitchen area right now. Um, but I'm trying everything I can here, and even with the hotspot on, it's still screwy. So I went to cellular, like Xander, who's our our, our tech expert, uh, suggested, and keep let's keep our fingers crossed. So far, so good. See, Rob, like Richie Mack said, hey, Panera Bread, book a table for Rob. See, <laughs> that's what I said on the show meeting. <laughs> well, here's the problem, right? Yeah. So I would, you guys know, I'll do whatever it takes, but. Unfortunately, um, I don't have wheels today. So I am, I, I, we, we may be doing a walk. I'll walk the neighborhood to Panera and then that might be, make, make for an interesting show, but that might be. What the looks like. No, man, you, I told you, you should do what, um, I suggested on the pre-show meeting. Um, you have an Uber account. I do. So when you, when you freeze, we'll, we'll reconnect with you in the backseat of an Uber bouncing down the highway and doing this way. And then when you disconnect again to get out of the Uber, to get into Panera Bread, we'll connect with you again. I think that would make for a very interesting storyline. I actually just, agree I'm with you. Saying, I actually saying. agree with you, yeah. So how, far uh, is it, so how far is the Panera Bread from your house? Driving, uh, it's five minutes, not even. Okay, so it might cost you like seven, eight bucks overdrive. Yeah. You know, if, if push came to shove, you know. Yes. Although it would be quite funny to see you walking down a road in the rain and a dog comes out of nowhere and you start, hold on, guys. <laughs> so I did, I'll, get, I'll tell you last night, um, I'm, it's like I had my, my basketball team's got a playoff game this week. All right. We, we have, we've been, we've been okay. We're not great. We're okay. Um, but so we, if we win, we, we live to see another day. If we lose, we're done. So I'm getting ready to go to practice. I had practice from six to seven thirty last night. And it's, it, it's probably like five, I don't know, 540. And I'm trying to get something to eat before I go. I'm hustling. My daughter says, I, I got to go to, she has, she's in some fashion show at school. She's like, I got to go to fashion show practice. I'm like, I need the car. She grabs the car and rolls. So I walked to practice last night, which is a longer walk than Panera. So I'm what? getting get my steps in. Uh, long what? story. <laughs> get my steps. Man. Anyway. Um, all right. So fingers crossed. All right, I, I didn't get my to get my chance to do Derek's favorite part of the show, which I'll do which right is. now. Sorry for my my uh, reach there. Here we uh, go. Two hundred and ninety four hours until Super Bowl fifty seven, uh, slightly less now. Two hundred and fifty six and fifty minutes until Super Bowl fifty seven. Can't so, wait. So yeah, are you going? Wait. Are you going to sit here and be anxious for the next fourteen uh, twelve no, days? I'm actually okay. Very good this week so far. Like. Um, surprisingly good. I think come next week, if, if you yeah. ask me a week from today, yeah, it might be a different story. Okay, All right. I'm good. I'm. I feel. Dare I say calm? I feel pretty relaxed. I feel good about this matchup. I feel good. Okay, where are you guys right. at? Let, let's do a little temperature taking. How about you? I'm great with the matchup. Yeah, I love our chances. I like this team better. Than I like Andy Reid's team. I mean, they got Patrick Mahomes. I get it. <sighs> Well, other than that, and Kelsey, what else do they bring? Um, we got more star power. We got more stars that can play. And when I say stars, I'm just talking about notable names that you know. When I talk about player for player, there's no doubt this team is the most talented team in the NFL. I mean, that's 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 you know that's that's 
there's no way you can say anything different. You know, what other team has the talent that we have? There's nobody has the talent that we have. Uh, <clears throat> coaching is right up there with it. So, you know, I, man, I love our, I, I love our chances. I love our chances. How about you, Gunner? Um, there's no question. Uh, when you look at what this team has achieved up to this point, there's no question they, they go into this game as the favorite. And if I'm betting Monopoly money, I'm betting everything I have on the Eagles winning this game. Um, but that other team over there, they have a history of knowing how to get to these games also. And you look at their schedule, they won 14 games, you know, mm-hmm. They, they had issues along like the Eagles did. health yep. issues along the way. They won 14 games. You got that magic man back there. Now, we don't know how, how healthy that um, high ankle sprain will be, but obviously with Rick Burkholder at the helm, to me, Rick is one of the best in the business in terms of getting players up to play in the game. And you saw, as you said yesterday, that throw where he stepped up and made that touchdown throw yesterday was a thing of beauty on one leg. Um Andy Reid and his crew know how to get ready. They'll be ready for this game. Um, I'm, I'll say it today. I'll say it every day leading up to the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm, a, I'm betting my money on the Eagles to win this game based on the superiority in, in firepower on both sides of the football. But that, that other team over there ain't no joke. I mean, you no. look at Andy Reid's record since he's been in Kansas City, okay, <clears throat> Double-digit wins every year except one. He's never had a losing season there in ten years. This will be his uh, what third? He's one in two, he's one in two in Super Bowls. Correct. So this is his fourth trip to a Super Bowl. Yes, it is. His coaching staff, for the most part, has been intact. In Steve Spagnuolo has been with him for a long time. Eric Bieniemy. They've been together for a long time. They know how to get up for big games. They don't have the. They don't have the. The, the, the big name receivers, but what they've shown over 17, 19 games is they have a collection of interchangeable parts that can hurt you in many different ways. It starts with Travis Kelsey, no question about that. Yeah. But they have very good complementary players. You don't replace a Tyreek Hill just like that. And that right. stat I brought up last week, what I thought was a fascinating stat, that is that that team has had 73 pass plays of 20 or more yards, but they've not had the big – 60, 50, 60 yard plays because they don't have a Tyreek. And plus, Miko Hartman has been out for a long period of time. But if Miko Hartman's healthy, Juju's healthy, Valdez is healthy, you know, um, it's going to be an interesting game. It's like, you know, cakewalk for this team. No, I agree with you. Look, uh, yeah, and we're going to do a heavy Chief Eagle comp coming up. We have Ray Dinger, by the way, at 1230. So Diddy's going to join us. uh, Ray Diddy! The Diddy! Diddy! What you are you going to say, Barry? Barry, you mute it. Mute it. I don't know where guys get the notion. I don't know where anybody gets the notion that there are any more easy games after you got into the playoffs. Right. Yeah, it's right. just it's supposed you know to be hard. <laughs> right. You know, you, you're going to get – right now we're playing with the, the, the best against the best. Right. The cream of the crop. Right. The two best teams in the NFL are about to face off. Woo. So, I how mean, about, that's what about, it is. How about, two, how about these two teams, right, combined 32-6? and six. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Both 14 and three in the regular season and one, two playoff games. Yes, indeed. Right. You know, so you, you're going to get it. You know, this is, this is, this was probably ordained in the stars, you know what I'm saying? That this was going to happen. We talked about it. We talked about it early before we even sniffed, you know, Super Bowl or mm-hmm. before yep. we even made the trade for AJ Brown. Yep. This team is by far the best team in the NFL. <clears throat> I know, I know quarterbacks, 
are the um are are really the the they're the gauge in which you measure teams. But still, talent for talent, we still got a better team. Yeah, yeah, oh, we, yeah. We, we've got three Chris Jones playing for us. They've got one. That's right. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's very similar to last week in the sense that, it, you know, they got Bosa. Okay, fine. They got Chris Jones. Fine. The drop off after that, I was looking at this earlier. Like, it, it is similar. Like, Jones had 15 and a half sacks. Karloftis is the next guy with six. Yep. So there, there's a there's a drop in terms of pass rush. I'm not saying they, they can't defend a run or anything like that. Now, you know, we throw all the numbers at you guys in a little bit, but yeah, you're right, Barrett. There is some there is similarities too. If you can not let Jones wreak havoc on you, you should be able to do some things um, against this team. You know, they're they're much more dynamic offensively than they are defensively. Um, are the are the Chiefs? So yeah, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll certainly. Dive into that. A couple things. Let me give you some good news here. Landon Dickerson, he did hyperextend the elbow in the game uh, against the 49ers, but Jeff McClain reporting that he should be good to go come come Super Bowl time. That's where the bye week comes in big here, you know, for the Eagles. If he gives him huge thing, that means yeah. all 22 starters, guys, yep. Yep. will start in this game. That is unprecedented. That is crazy. And for all the hand wringing that we did about the way they approach their preseason games and, and whatnot. You know, I don't know if this is why, but this may have contributed to them being as healthy as they are, the way they go about things. It, it just amazes me when we, we've we put so much emphasis in recent years through the lack of practice time that a lot of teams go through now in the NFL because that's what the players wanted in the new CBA, reduced practice time. And – Barrett being an old school player and me talking to players like Seth and even Dawkins and players like that is how do you get your body ready for the rigors of what's to come of a 17 game football season when the shock value normally should take place in training camp and preseason games. But now you don't get that. Your body doesn't get the, the shock value until you hit the ground running in a regular season. And you look at how many players come out of the gate, teams come out of the gate, hamstring injuries, ankle injuries, so on and so forth, and the Eagles have been able to sidestep that issue. So kudos to the training staff. Whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. um, it works, you know, because they've been able to keep so many more bodies upright, more so than other teams. Right, out there. right, you know, right, right. right. It's, you, you can't put a price on that. So me being old school, I'm still saying, look, man, and, and this is like talking to the trotters and all these guys, man, you got to get your body ready for yep. what's to come. You can't be tap dancing through this, but – Today's football is a different animal, mm-hmm. and it's worked for them, you know. So I, I, I got to back off my belief that your body is not ready because that training staff at the Novacare Complex has proven, look, what we do works. Our guys are still here staying true. And, you know, and I said it before the playoffs started, and I said it, you know, going into the playoffs, the Eagles were the healthiest team in the NFL going into the playoffs, minus Avante Maddox. Now Maddox is back. Nobody, nobody had all 22 starters available in the playoffs. It's amazing. Nobody. D-Gun, D-Gun, Rob. Uh, I, 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 I can't say anything about it. I can no longer holler, complain, cuss no. about how they go through camp. Yeah. The time that they spend on the field, the way in which they practice. I can say nothing about that because – this has never happened before that all 22 starters on offense and defense no. are available on game day. No, 
for a Super Bowl. Really, the only major injury that, you know, the only two injuries really are the punter and Derek Barnett are the only right. two guys that aren't yep. healthy. And I don't think they've ruled out the punter. So he may even be coming back. We yeah. may need him back anyway. Because uh, this I guy we got going him. on is is horrible. My apologies, Aaron Sippos. I want right. you back, my man. I love it. Give me, give me a hug, Sippy. Sippy, give me a hug. Never <laughs> thought I'd be praying that the Sippos comes back for a game like this. Never thought yeah. I'd see it. You know, I'm really shocked that they haven't brought in more people to try out. Same. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Same. There's a lot of good punters out there sitting there just waiting for a phone call. I think they like Kern's experience, but man, I think we're seeing why nobody picked Who them cares? up. Yeah, I, experience, right. experience in what? Shanking punts? What experience? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm with you. Experience. Yeah, if he's the best thing going, then I'm happy we have him. Yeah. So evidently, he might be the best thing going. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I, hear I can't you. see anybody anyway. else out there. I don't know anybody else out there. If you think know about it, you know. Man. If if I said to you, we'd be sitting here on the on the cusp of the Super Bowl, and the only guy you've lost is Barnett for the year it, of every single starter. You'd be like, sign me up right now, man. So that's yeah, awesome. I don't know. Yeah. That's I don't case. know, Rob. Rob, you, yeah. you, you ain't said nothing but the truth, bro. Yeah, it's big time. Um, speaking of the injury thing, uh, look, turns out Brock Purdy tore the UCL in his elbow, man, and they don't know if it's a complete tear. So if it's a complete tear, yeah. he's got to get Tommy John. If it's not, oh. yeah, so there's varying things they can do if it isn't. One is he may not have to get surgery if it's not real severe, there's also, if it's a slight tear, a partial tear, I should say, he can get something else that isn't as bad. Remember we were talking about this for Bryce Harper, some yeah. of this kind of same kind of stuff, uh, but he doesn't know yet. He's got to get like second and third opinions, but he's definitely got a tear. He just doesn't know yet if he has to have surgery. If it's no tear, it could be six months, which you get him back, you know, kind of ready June, July ish, which Oof. would get him right, you know, right around camp. But that puts a lot of question into him you know, where things are for him next year for them. But, that puts a lot of question in their entire offense and how yeah. they're going ahead, especially, you know, I mean, that's, bro, think about that. Yeah. They spent three first-rounders on bringing in their starter they have now. Yeah, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Lance. Yeah. I mean, three number ones. So that almost depleted them of number ones. They turn back around, they get a couple, they make some trades. Then they uh, bring back – they're, they're, you know, the guy that they tried to shun and, and get out of there. Jimmy G. Yeah. So they pay him over $30 million mm-hmm. for this year. And then they turn around, they have their rookie come in. He's hurt now. Yeah. So what do you do as an organization? Because I know they were going to try to keep the rookie. Oh, yeah. And he was going to be probably the starter and have Trey Lance fight for it. Yep. So how do they go about this, man? They, and and they spent a, 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 a you know then they half their draft on uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. They they got to hope that if especially if Purdy's not ready to go, that Trey Lance is the guy they thought he was. But yep. he, what worried me about Trey Lance from the jump? Not and then the last thing I'll say on the 49ers, but he, the dude barely played college football. Oh yeah, he had exactly. Arts, you know, and he played at the same school that Carson Wentz played at, like. Yeah. That was a scary proposition, man. Any way you slice it, like I didn't, I just didn't trust him because I didn't see enough from him. He say whatever you want about Purdy, but he played a ton of games in the Big Twelve. You Which know? is why Jalen Hurts, you knew kind yeah. of what Jalen Hurts was going to be because he played so much football. Exactly. Um, right, Mark. You look at, you look at uh, I mean, the only guy really in that draft that is really um, kind of a slam dunk was was Lawrence, but he was the first pick. 
Yeah. Right? Then after that, you know, I mean, even in Chicago, they don't know what they're doing. We definitely know that that uh, you know, that the Jets was have a fiasco going on there. Uh, that's just a that's just a whole. I mean, that whole draft class is, is just like what I hear you. But see, that's that's the mo. That's the mo when it comes to evaluating and drafting quarterbacks. Now, most of these quarterbacks don't play for four full years. You're lucky if if you get two years starting out a lot of these quarterbacks that are considered the next great quarterbacks coming up out of college to the NFL, and it takes them a little bit longer to get acclimated. Now, I think in in Trevor Lawrence's situation, I think he was handcuffed because of that abysmal situation he was in. I think that hurt his development significantly because of who he was under in that regard. So we don't know if he would have performed better as a rookie had he had Doug Peterson in his rookie year, you know, we'll never know that, but look at how he excelled in year number two under a quarterback guru, like a Doug Peterson. But, you know, when you go back and look at these Josh Rosens and all these guys, and you look at the volume of of time they play at the college ranks, it's reduced. And now that you see more and more of these kids, you know, listening to ages, listening to scouts coming out sooner rather than later, you know, because they see the dollars dangled in. All you got to do is tell a kid now, you know, the word says you're possibly a number one pick. That's all I need to hear. I mean, yeah. a first round pick. That's all yeah. I need to hear. I'm no, they, don't, they don't need to hear that because they get it all from um, they get it all from from all these contracts. Bro, they're taking a pay cut for coming to the NFL. Yeah. Well, with the NIL, you mean? Yeah. There was a kid. Uh, there was a kid, Barrett. I forget his name. Um, I th- Where was he going to go? I think he was going to go to like Miami or somewhere else. Or maybe it was Florida. I think it was Florida. He had an NIL deal in place for, for a hot minute for four years, 13 million. Now something happened. Yeah. And, and it got squashed and he, I forget he bounced. I don't know where he ended up or if he's committed yet, or I'm, I'm not sure, but like this, this is what we're talking about. We're not talking about, Hey man, I got enough money to go to McDonald's. No, yeah, we're yeah. talking about, they may not even ever see that kind of money in the pros. Now these college kids where they can, they can set themselves up for life. But the problem is, it's turning into like major league baseball where you have haves and have nots and the have nots are just going to get swallowed up because they can't, they just don't have the infrastructure or the boosters that can pay. I don't want to get on a whole NIL thing, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a real one day. We should just d- dedicate a segment to it. Cause it, it's a slippery slope. Bro, I didn't even have enough money to go out at night or even take a girl out. I used yep. to, have to cut hair to pay child support yep. for my son. And yep. I couldn't work as an, as a cook. I couldn't work no. Put it yeah. like this. All through college, I would give blood on Friday to have money to go out on Saturday. So yeah. I'm playing in a game on Saturday with a pint less blood. I probably would have been a first-round draft choice instead of a second-round draft choice if I hadn't did that. Yeah, unbelievable. That's how tight it was for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah totally. I yeah, can't tell totally. you how many Barry Brooks I interviewed over my career, college players. They tell the same story. I didn't have enough for this. I couldn't afford a pair of shoes. I couldn't afford to do this, that, and the other. Yep. And now with this NIL thing, you know, now granted, like you said, Rob, only a few players are going to see money, the mega money. Yeah. But but I like what some of the players are doing. I go back to that C.J. Stroud uh, from, from Ohio State. When he got everybody on the team, a, at least a brand new suit to be able yeah. to travel. You know, some of those That's guys take care of their teammates, you know, when you yep. get those – but then that tells you what kind of deal did, did C.J. Stroud get that he can – I mean, most – big-time programs have 80 to 90 players on the roster. No this doubt. This dude got a, a lot, vow, a lot a of suits. That's a lot That's of a money, lot of man. Suit, brother. Yeah, $500. Well, you think about $500 times 80, times 80 or 90 people? 
Yeah, man. That's bro. a lot of money. Ricky Waters, my uh, my rookie year, we got it. We, we I think we blocked like he got like thirteen, I think fifteen hundred yards rushing, and he bought us all suits. The funny thing about it, he brought us all suits, right? So yeah. you know when you get a custom made suit for you, you get your name on the inside. Yeah. Instead of getting our our names on the inside, he put on all our shoots. Running Ricky Waters on the inside. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. Ricky Waters. That's so Ricky. <laughs> that's so Ricky, man. Oh, that's phenomenal. Oh, I love it. I love it. All, All right, let's do this. Ricky let's get a quickie in here, guys. Let's sneak it in. We got Ray Diddy on the other side. We'll talk to Ray uh, about this matchup with the Chiefs. Historically, where this team ranks, you know, are they better than 2017? We'll get into all of that uh, when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be very scary. Trust me, I've been at the front of that line, that's for sure. But I can tell you from personal experience that Jim is the best. In Principal Financial Group, they are the best. They are the best at answering your questions, at explaining things to you, at telling you you know, why this is a good move. Maybe it's time to change this up, switch it up, et cetera. I know personally I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim. I couldn't be any happier for you. It could be retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business, setting up your employee benefits, any of those things, give them a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You could email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. Greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, 
But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. are back. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're supposed to take tickets for the network. That is Derek Gunn. That is Fire Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. Thrilled to have our next guest joining us. He is back, baby. He is back. When the Eagles go on a Super Bowl run, there is no way we leave Diddy in, you know, in, in, in bubble tape, wherever he was for a few months. He is back, and we are excited. Ray, welcome to the show, man. How's everything going? Always fun to be with you guys, especially in times like these. Absolutely. Hey, 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 hey Ray. I say this with all due respect. The next time you tell me you're retiring from anything, I will not believe anything that you say anymore because you haven't retired one iota, man. You've been everywhere all football season. <laughs> uh, you took the words right out of my wife's mouth. <laughs> She's standing over there shaking her head. Uh, I call, I, I actually, we've had this discussion. <laughs> I called uh, Marie, I called Ray the other day and and I talked to Maria for for a second because Ray was out somewhere. I forget to, to see if Ray would be able to come on the show. I think it was late last week, and we were talking about this is prior to the 49er game, and we we were saying, hey, you know, I said how's it going? Oh, it's good. How are you? When we're and I'm like, fun run. She's like, yeah, it's fun. I could kind of hear it in her voice, like, oh, we're back. We are back. Here we go. Oh man, <laughs> it was funny. Well, was I, I have to say this. She. Um, she predicted this before I did. Uh, when they were 8-0, um, she said, you know, they're going to be calling you. <laughs> I said, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> and then, uh, like, within a day, the phone started ringing, and here we are. So, oh, but it's, hey, it's, also, it's all good. I mean, if if the Eagles had been, you know, 4-13 and instead of 14-3, and you know, we wouldn't be here right now, you know. Right. I mean, you guys would be talking to somebody else. You'd be doing a union show or something, but uh, <laughs> but, the, but the fact of the matter is, uh, here we are, you know. Yeah. And uh, this team's going to the Super Bowl, and um, with hey, I, for the last couple of days, I've been looking at this. I mean, the way I really look at stuff analytically, breaking things down, they got a real shot to win this thing. Mm-hmm. They, they they you match up these two teams, uh, they got a real shot to win this thing, and that's really mm-hmm. exciting. Mm. Right. Where do they, um, as the author of two Eagle encyclopedias, and by the way, is there going to be a third if, if they if they win another yeah. one? Or are you? Are I'm, you... Doing it. I'm, I'm writing it right now. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, wow. Geez. That's a little scoop. We got a little scoop today. I like you it. Know, we really, um, really, the Temple University Press, who published the book, uh, published all three editions. You know, we've had three editions. We did, we did the first one. The first Eagles encyclopedia came out the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. Then we updated it like nine years later after Andy was gone and Chip had come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, and then we updated it yet again after they won uh, Super Bowl 52. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're rolling through this season at 8-0. And, you know, Temple Press, I talked to them. I said, well, what do you think? And they said, yeah, let's, let's just start making plans. Because if, yeah, if they win again, um, <laughs> Eagles Encyclopedia 4.0 will soon be in a bookstore near you. Wow. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, where do you put this thing historically, right? I mean, they're they're 14 and three at regular season, now 16 and three after these two playoff wins. You know, the numbers are off the charts in some cases, you know, where they are, you know, statistically and whatnot. And nobody knows the history of this team better than you. I mean, you know, where are they now? And if they could win this thing, where would they rank all time? Eagles. Uh you would probably if they if they win next Sunday, you would probably have to say this was the greatest season in Eagles history. We probably would because, mm. you know, they'll have won 17 games, uh, which I've never done before. Uh, and they've set records on both sides of the ball, records mm -hmm. for points, records for touchdowns, records for sacks. Um, and, uh, and you just look at the, and I don't know how it's going to play out in Arizona, but to this point, I mean, they have just crushed two teams in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I mean, to scores the two. I mean, you look at the whole postseason as a whole, everybody's tooth and nail in these games, in the other games, and the Eagles have, have crushed their two opponents. So if they go to Arizona and they beat the Chiefs, who are without any question the number one team from the other conference, it's not like some sleeper has gotten there. I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And if they go out there and they take care of business against the Chiefs, yeah, I mean, you'd have to say this is the best this is the best season in the franchise's history. And the franchise has been around since 1933. I, I always felt, um, I, I always felt that the 1949 team was probably the best team. Uh, again, that team was 11 and one. Uh, you look back, it was a season where they dominated everybody. Uh, and they won the championship beating a very good L.A. Rams team, 14 to nothing, in Los Angeles. Uh, and it was the second year in a row. They were back-to-back -back championships, and both of them won by shutout. Mm -hmm. That had never happened before in the NFL, and it hasn't happened since. So to this point, I've always said I think the 1949 team was the best team that the Eagles had ever had. Um, but if these guys complete the season – and win in Arizona, then you would probably have to say this is the best season. Hey, hey Ray, give me your evaluation. What was your evaluation of this team right before the season started? And how much has this team even exceeded your expectations of them? Oh, for sure. Uh, when the before the season started, um, I, I, my prediction straight up was eleven wins. Uh, uh, and I thought, I said 11 and six, but they'll win the division, mm -hmm. you know, the, the 11 and six, win the, win the East. Uh, and then, you know, I didn't try to predict beyond that, uh, but I said 11 and six and win the East. So yeah, I mean, they way exceeded, you know, what my thoughts were. Um, I mean, I thought that they, I, I really thought when you look back, uh, at, at the job that Howie did in the off season and you looked at this roster, um, they were good. I mean, they had the addition of Bradbury was big. The addition of Reddick was big. Um, I mean, they, they had made a couple of moves that really strengthened them in areas where they needed strengthening. 
Uh, and and I, I fully expected that Sirianni and Hertz, after having had one year together, would come would be better this year. Now I didn't expect them. I didn't expect the Hertz would necessarily be in the MVP conversation, uh, and I didn't expect them to be a fourteen and three juggernaut. Mm-hmm. But I thought that'd be really good. But I think I think we would probably all agree that uh, that they've exceeded all of our expectations, except for perhaps their own. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, Ray, I don't know. You can tell all you know. You can tell everybody in the stream how much I've been drinking the Kool Aid for the how long now. I mean, this isn't something I just jumped on the bandwagon, especially with the 49er comments and all that stuff. How long have I been, you know, saying that? And um, also, you know, the question I want to ask you, how do you think they're going to be able to handle all those kooky plays and crazy ideas Big Red's going to have out there when he's going to just give it all, put it all on the line against Gannon and that defense from the Whirly Birds and, the, you know, <laughs> Peekaboo and everything else that they run as far as, you know, shovel screens. You know, will they be able to handle those type of plays? Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that Andy's going to have to do um, yeah. to win this game. Um, I mean, it's not just because he's going to try to show off or it's not like he's going to try and do something to entertain anybody. I think he knows that they're going to have to make those kinds of big plays to win. Uh, and, and he's good at that. He really is. But – you know, if you're Jonathan Gannon, you've got two weeks to prepare. Uh, and and Gannon is, by nature, a conservative coach. Uh, and he's a guy whose whole methodology is about preve- preventing big plays, you know, and not, not getting beat over the top and not doing dumb things that get you exposed. I mean, he will play sometimes, I think, to a fault. We'll play conservatively, but the idea is we're not going to give up big plays. We're going to make the other team work the ball down the field. Um, I think that I think that kind of philosophy is probably helpful uh, against a team that's going to take a lot of chances. Uh, and I think it's I th- you know you're dealing with you know you're dealing with uh, in Mahomes um, a true magician. Uh, I, I mean, it's I've watched a lot of football. Uh, I haven't seen many quarterbacks like this guy. Uh, I mean, he is, he is a different animal. Uh, and, and he can make some plays that don't come out of anybody's playbook. You know, he just makes them up on the run, on the fly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and so there's only so much that a coach can prepare for a player like that. So you, you go out there and you take your chances. But I, I think that the Eagles will be pretty good at this. And I, I really do think that, and everything you said is right, Barrett. I mean, Andy is going to be reaching deep into his bag of tricks here. But that ain't going to win the game. You know, this game, like most games, is going to be won at the line of scrimmage. And uh, the Eagles are just better there. And they're better by a considerable margin. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy, I'm thinking, you know, knowing Andy, and we all know Andy, uh, I, know what, I know what's going on in Kansas City right now. Okay. Andy is turning back the clock to when he was starting out as a coach, as coach in the offensive line, because that's where he started. He was an offensive line coach. And their preparation from now up until kickoff is going to be built in Big Red's mind about one thing, and that's pass protection. Yep. That's going to be pass protection. I mean, he's going to spend these next two weeks, and he's going to, put, he's going to make sure that his protection package is as good as it can be. Because – 
that's going to be the key is finding a way to neutralize the Eagles pass rush and give, you know, obviously a somewhat, a somewhat limited Patrick Mahomes room and time to do his thing. It's in Andy's mind right now, the way he approaches things, it's not going to be about gimmickry and it's not going to be about the kind of stuff that we've seen him do before. It's going to be about the meat and potatoes part of the game is how do we get that, keep that pass rush off our quarterback. Ray, I, I never thought in my lifetime I'd see a pass rush that's comparable to, you know, what we saw with Reggie and that crew, you know, Buddy and Cotite era. But, and I know there's not a Reggie here, but collectively, four guys in double figures, you know, it, just it, it's nonstop. I mean, they, they've racked up now, what, 78 sacks through the playoffs in the regular season? They had the third most in the history of the NFL. And I know sacks weren't kept back in the day. I get it, but still, I mean, this. This pass rush, Ray, is ferocious. Where do they rank for you uh, all time? They're different in in the sense that they aren't um, – I mean, the numbers would tell you that they're like the Buddy Eagles, and the numbers would tell you that they're like the 85 mm-hmm. Bears. Um, if you're watching one film, you don't see that. Uh, you don't see that same kind of intimidation, for the lack of a better term. They just get there, you know, and uh, I think it's it's very well designed. Um, the fact that they, you know, if one of the things about that Eagles line and even the Bears line going back to the 80s, one of the big differences is those four guys, they played the whole game. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't have you didn't have the, the, your defensive line didn't go seven or eight deep. You know, you didn't worry about a rotation. You know, Dan, Reggie White was not coming off the field. Dan Hampton was not coming off the field. They were going to play play every snap. Um, So I think the fact that these guys have so many bodies and in the fourth quarter, they're able to bring guys on that have only played 25, 30 snaps at that point really works to their advantage. Mm -hmm. But, you know, don't underestimate um, how physical these guys are. Um, I mean, we're coming off a game where they knocked, every quarterback out of the game in San Francisco. You know, I mean, that that game became the body bag game in the second quarter is really what it became. Uh, and so these guys are capable of that. And, again, I, I got to give Howie credit. I mean, he's the one that built this thing. Uh, and he was the guy at midseason, you know, when they were showing some susceptibility to the run that he went out and brought in Linville Joseph and Dominic and Sue. Uh, and they have – you know, they have really contributed in a big way. You know, and I want when you're thinking about this game, um, I mean, I think about a guy like Sue, uh, who, you know, is, came out of college as a big player, uh, Outland Trophy winner, Bidnarik Award winner, uh, high draft pick, you know, went to the Lions uh, and spent most of his career just dreaming of having a chance to play in a Super Bowl. Uh, and probably, you know, was – sitting on his couch when this season started and figured, well, that ain't ever going to happen for me. And now here he is, you know, and here he is. I mean, this, this is like a gift from heaven you know, that, that all of a sudden the Eagles call and say, Hey, want to come back and play? And he finds himself in a Super Bowl. I mean, can, can you imagine what this game means to him? Mm. You know, can you imagine for a guy like that who probably thought that it had totally passed him by, you know, and, you know, I'm going to be one of those guys that, you know, never had a chance and now he's got it. Yeah. I mean, you talk about 
I'm talking about somebody, I mean, not that anybody's going to be lacking motivation next Sunday. Everybody's right. motivated on Super Bowl Sunday, as Barrett can t- attest. But um, we take a guy like Sue with his credentials and his career and you give him this chance mm-hmm. this ring. Just imagine what that's going to mean to that guy. Hey, hey, Ray. Back up, back up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Ray, um, the NFL since the early 90s has been on its high horse about preaching equality in the National Football League. And here we stand at the doorsteps for the first time ever having two African-American quarterbacks start in the National Football League. Number one, did you think it would ever take this long? And number two, what do you think this means to the league and to players coming up moving forward in the league? I I think it's a great thing. I I think it's a great thing. I I didn't – honestly, I didn't even realize until it was said this week that uh, we got – it's the first time you're going to have two African-American quarterbacks mm-hmm. starting in this game. Um, I mean, we had seen so many of them play over time sure. that I, I thought, well, somewhere along the line, certainly it must have happened. Um, but, wow, no, really? Okay, so now that it has, I think that's – I think it's a great thing. I mean, I covered the Super Bowl way back when Doug Williams was the first yep. African-American quarterback to start the Super Bowl. Uh, and I remember what a big what a big deal that was, um, you know. And and Doug, um, you know, and Doug had Doug didn't even start. He wasn't even a starting quarterback at the start of that season. He was a backup. Uh, and then Jay Schrader was the starter. And then Jay got hurt. And then Doug stepped in and played really well and got them to the Super Bowl. But you know, here it was the first African American quarterback starting in a Super Bowl against John Elway, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a big story. Um, huge. Sure. Yeah. I, I, that was a big, big story and a tremendous amount of pressure on Doug Williams mm-hmm. uh, to be the guy that has to go out there and play like that. Um, you know, and Doug, and Doug, I remember Doug, not before the game, because he would never have said this before the game, but after the game saying, you know how much I thought about the fact of what happens if I go out there and I fall on my face. Yeah. You know, what does that mean for that next generation? You know, what, you know, when does the, you know, if I, if I go out there and I throw five interceptions and lose the game for Washington, does that mean some other African-American quarterback ain't going to get this chance? Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to close the door on these other guys? I mean, you, I mean, you've got enough pressure playing on you in a Super Bowl just trying yeah. to win the game without yeah. having those thoughts. But in his position, how could you not have those thoughts? So for him to go out and play the way he played that day, you know, and outduel Elway and win the Super Bowl was, I mean, you look back on the, the watershed moments in modern NFL history, that's right there, you know, because, I mean, in a lot of ways, I mean, Doug really opened the door for Warren Moon, you know, and Russell Wilson and the, and the, guys, who, and the guys who followed, and certainly the two guys that you're going to see playing next Sunday. Mm. Well, who's your guy that you think has got to play the best besides the quarterback for this Eagles team to win the game? I think – I was thinking about this. Um, that's, a, that's a long pause. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I was thinking – no, I was thinking about this uh, actually last night. Um, I was trying to think it not quite in those terms, but sort of along those same lines. Um, I think Kelsey's really important. I think Kelsey's really big. Now, you know, the reason I hesitate to go there is you could say that every week. 
you know, you could say that every week. But I think really in this game, he's very important. Um, because when I look at the Chiefs, um, their defense, <laughs> their defense reminds me a lot of the Giants. It really does. And, you know, and by saying that, I hope I don't make everybody up really overconfident, given the way the Eagles handled the Giants. But they're, they're good up front. They have a monster player in the middle in Chris Jones. Uh, but their linebackers are average at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Eagles offensive line was able to win the battle on the good players up front and get and just annihilate the second level. And it started with Kelsey. Uh, and I, I've seen Kelsey play a lot of football and I've seen him play great football. I don't think he ever played a better game than he played against the Giants. He mm. was he was awesome in that game because uh, Dexter Lawrence came into that game playing the best he had played in his whole career. Uh, and, and he just demolished Minnesota the week before. Uh, I mean, he was getting pass rush from the nose tackle position that you just don't see. That's right. Uh, and it was sort of the culmination of what had been a really great year for him. I mean, to me, like a, a legit all pro kind of year. He was emerging and he is emerging as that kind of player. But that day against Kelsey, Kelsey took him to school. Uh, and I think that, you know, I, I look for if the Eagles, and this is a point that Barrett makes all the time and, and Jaws makes all the time, and they're 100% right in saying it. In the NFL, and especially in games like this, the game is really won at the line of scrimmage. You know, I mean, we're going to talk forever about the quarterbacks and, and the quarterback, and probably a quarterback's going to win the MVP, as they always do. Yep. I mean, but in, 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 in reality, the winning starts at the line of scrimmage. You got to right. win there. You right. can, you got to win there. Uh, and so, it, and with the Eagles, it really begins with Kelsey. And I mean, he's going to have a big piece of Chris Jones. He's going to have to play well there, and he's also going to have to run those plays where he gets out to the second level and screens off those linebackers and gets Hurts and the running backs to the edge. So, yeah, I think he's. I mean, he's big every week. But I think he's particularly big this week coming into this mm-hmm. game. And also, don't don't discount just the fact of what his experience means for the young guys on this team uh, that have never been in this game before and have never been in this spot before. Having that core group of Kelsey and Cox and Graham mm-hmm. uh, there for these for these young guys to to sort of lean on, and even a veteran like Hassan Reddick. Who's a, who's a veteran player and a really good player, but has never been in this game before. You know, having those guys there that have been, not just been in this game, but won this game, you know, having them all all week out there is I think going to be very, very important. Ray, they've, they've had some great free agent signings over the years. Ricky Waters, John Runyon jumped to mind immediately, but the impact that Reddick's had this season, man, I mean, they win it, and he has a big Super Bowl. That could go down as maybe the biggest free agent signing they've made. Wow! Really, even with AJ Brown, you know, even with AJ Brown, Hassan Reddick is. Well, what, what about? Don't forget To. That was a mega signing, also. That was a trade, though. Yeah, I know, but that, still, you brought yeah, you that might... dude in. That was a mega actually... move. Then they drafted this kid in '95 from Kansas State too. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wait, yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, the Reddick signing was. Uh... Was you're, you're right. It was really it was really a big one, and it was um, it was one that um, I mean I I I did, and I think you guys probably did right away. Said, boy, that's a good one. 
you know, sometimes you get these free agent signings and it's like, oh, okay, let's, let's just see how that one works out. I mean, this one, I think you pretty much knew because um, Reddick offered something that you don't necessarily get with every free agent in that you had, you had visual evidence that he can play in any system. You know, he had been a double digit sack guy playing in one system in Arizona. He goes to Carolina in a different system, a double digit sack guy again. Uh, it's not like it's, it's a guy who's a product of one system and you bring him to yours and he doesn't fit. You had seen how good this guy was and you had already seen him in a couple of different systems do the things that, okay, these are the things we're getting him to do. Uh, and then to come in here and then just, you know, you hope he stays healthy, but you, you bring him in here back to his hometown, uh, give him a chance to play on a team that actually has a chance to win uh, and just, and just let him go. And he has been, what a difference maker, you know, what a difference maker. I mean, there are a lot of stars in Sunday's game. I mean, you beat a team like the 49ers that soundly, you know, a lot of guys played well. Yeah, he definitely, you know, but if you asked me to pick the guy who I thought had the biggest impact in that game, I thought it was Hassan Reddick. I mean, as good as he's played all year, I think he took it up another notch. Wow. He did. He did. Mm. And and looking at, I, I look at this offense and everybody's saying quarterback didn't have a great game and, you know, you're not going to have to get Jalen Hurts playing at a high level to beat the, you know, the chiefs, but man, the way they, you know, Shane Steichen distribute the carries, you know, I mean, everything was pretty much even and a bad game. This isn't necessarily a bad game, but efficient game is what I saw from this Eagles team. You could tell that, you know, Hurts's arm wasn't really worth, and you brought it up in the post game show, how, he was um, he was underthrowing passes. He was almost McNabbing passes, but you know he got great receivers that right. made him look good. But you know, I, I really think he needs this week off going into this week. But we're gonna have to have a great game out of him. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of expect that. I do. Um, there, there's no doubt that his arm is he, that the shoulder thing is it hasn't gone away. I mean, it's uh, and you know I think when this is all said and done, and if they win the Super Bowl. You know, like a week or so after the parade, there'll be a release from the Eagles office saying, um, well, you know, Jalen Hurts is going going for shoulder surgery now. And it fell going, off now. <laughs> they're going to clean it up or whatever they're going to say. But he's going to have to have something done because he's playing hurt. Um, and I, I was talking to Peter King uh, doing one of these very things last week. And Peter had talked to Hurts after the Giants game, I guess. Uh, and Hurt said, yeah, I mean, I'm hurt, you know, but I'm I'm going to, I'm certainly not sitting out. I'm going to play through it. Uh, And then Peter asked him about the, uh, the ball early in the Giants game, you know, the 40 yard bomb he throws to Smith Mm -hmm. right at the start. Uh, And Hurt said, that's the farthest I've thrown a ball since Chicago. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, I, I, even in practice, I hadn't tried to throw a ball that far. Uh, He said, and I wasn't sure I could do it. Uh, he said, but maybe it was just the adrenaline. It was the moment. It was whatever. Uh, he said, but that's the far, that's the farthest I've thrown a ball since I fell on my shoulder. Uh, and he said, I, I sort of breathed a sigh of relief and I kind of got through it. But, um, you know, make no mistake. I mean, this idea that, uh, oh, he's had some rest and he's got some time. No, he's he's playing with a significant injury here. See, uh, but, but, I mean, that, that's what these guys do at this point in the year. You know, that's what Lane Johnson's doing right now. I mean, you've come this far. You're not going to say, oh, you know what, coach, I got to sit this one out. Uh, nobody's going to do that, especially not a guy who's wired this way. Um, 
but I, I expect him to play well in this game. I do. I mean, he's um, with one thing we've learned about uh, Jalen Hurts is he's a guy that uh, has he's he is fiercely competitive, uh, and he's been told at a lot of different points in his career you can't do this and you can't do that, uh, and he's he's been driven by that, uh, and now here he is at this point going into the biggest game with an opportunity to, you know, to become one of the elite, elite star players in this league. Uh, and, you know, a lot of it is, is the physical part of it, but a lot of it is what's here. Does a guy have the mental mm-hmm. toughness to, in, in that moment to play his best game? Uh, and that's what the special ones do. And, you know, and I have a feeling that this kid's made of pretty special stuff. And I expect him. And also just the challenge, even though he and Mahomes are not going to be on the field at the same time, necessarily playing head to head, but in their minds, they kind of are. Uh, and this is for if you're Jalen Hurts, this can't get it can't get any better than this. You're going to the Super Bowl and you're going head to head with Patrick Mahomes, who is going to win the MVP. And by most people, by acclam- acclamation, is the best player in the NFL. And now. In front of the whole world, you got your chance to take him down. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, if you're wired the way Jalen Hurts is wired, I think you're going to get your best, your best effort. See, Ray, I had said when when it was revealed that Jalen had this shoulder injury, I kept saying there's something more than what this Eagles organization is letting on in terms of the injury, and now it's slowly starting to reveal I didn't think itself. So. See, and I kept saying, and Barrett kept saying, "Now, nah, Degun, I don't think so." And I kept right. saying, "You don't hold a guy out." two consecutive games when all you needed was one game to clinch a division. If there's not something, they're protecting this for some reason. And lo and behold, it's starting to come out now. As you just said, that 40-yard pass was the longest pass he had thrown, and he held his breath because he didn't know if he could make it. Right. Do you think we're possibly looking at some type of surgery when the season is over? I mean, it might be a slight tear, but the more you use it, the more you're aggravating it, just like the Lane Johnson you know, groin injury. You know, it's to the point now where Lane Johnson says he's happy he's completely ripped now because he can play a little <laughs> less pain-free. But I've known this organization like I've known him for the last 20-something years, Ray. I knew it had to be something more than just a shoulder sprain. The whole kid, a competitive kid like this, out of games like uh, with, with with when you consider the ramifications on the other side of those games. Sure. No, I, I, def- I definitely felt that. I definitely felt that. And, and then you heard Nick kind of allude to it a couple of weeks later in his press conference, when he, when he used the term, he said, well, it hurt, you know, it, he'll tell you it hurts like hell. Yeah. And you don't often, yeah. you don't yeah. hear a coach say things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did. Um, and that was just, an, and I felt it right from the beginning uh, that he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's hurt. Uh, and the fact that he sat out two games uh, and then when they brought him back, when they had to absolutely win that last game to get the number one seed, they brought him back. But you saw the way they played him. You saw the way they called the game. Um, I mean, they they did everything they could to protect him to get the win, which they yep. needed to get, but put him in as little risk as possible. Well, they did it, uh, and they got to the playoffs, and now they're here, and um, and now you got to somehow manage him through that last that last game. But I yeah. look, I hope that everything's fine, and I hope that the doctors look at it and say, eh, just rest up, you'll be mm-hmm. good this off season. Uh, and he comes back next year and he's 100%. I hope that's the outcome. But my my spidey sense, <laughs> I suppose, <laughs> after having been around this game for as long as it is, is 
you know, I think they're very quietly going to be some sort of a procedure that he's going to get this off season yeah. uh, that's required. But there's no question that whatever he, what you know, whatever he's got right now, you're going to get the best of it on Sunday. Absolutely. All right, Ray, I know we're, we're, what, 12 days out, and Derek likes my countdowns. I think we're about now 293 hours away, uh, but who's counting? Um, but what's your, what's your spidey sense telling you about this game? Uh, I, uh, I really like the Eagles. Yeah. I really, I really do. I, uh, um, I just think they're better. You know, I, I just think they're better. I, I think they're, you know, I keep coming back. I mean, they've got a lot of really good players and I've got a lot of really good, really wet. I mean, a lot of weapons here. Um, but I keep coming back to the line of scrimmage and to me, the Eagles are, are significantly better than Kansas city there, mm-hmm. uh, both offensive and defensive side. Um, I mean, the Eagles are really good. And, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, we've spent all this time talking about Jalen Hurts and how healthy is he, you know, is he 80%, is he 90%, whatever. Well, we could be asked the same question about Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, how, how healthy is he right now? Um, and that's going to be part of the story is which quarterback is, is able to summon up the biggest percentage of hundred percent of themselves to go out there and play next Sunday. Um, but you know, you look at the Chiefs, and um, Andy has done just an amazing coaching job with this team. Because you look at the at the personnel, and they've got good players. I'm not saying they don't, but they're um, they're not that good. I mean, the Eagles, man for man, are really a better team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, it just reflected in some numbers here. I mean, you've got you know the Chiefs. It's very rare, and I, I haven't gone back and done the research, but it's very rare to see a team get to a Super Bowl that's minus and giveaway takeaway. I mean, that's, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. The, I got a team that's playing in the Super Bowl that had more turnovers than takeaways this year. The Chiefs do. Uh, and so that's very unusual for a Super Bowl team. The other thing that is very unusual for a Super Bowl team is normally teams are in a Super Bowl, their defense, even if they give up some yards and so forth, um, they're generally really good in the red zone. They don't yeah. let you score on them. Chiefs are 31st in the league in red zone defense. Mm-hmm. So, so the fact that they're able to play through all this stuff, that they're able to overcome giveaways and they're able to give up points down in the red zone and they still are in the Super Bowl will tell you about how dynamic their offense is because they can play above all of that stuff. Yep. But, you know, can you beat a team that's as good top to bottom as the Eagles are right now? I don't know. You know, it's going to come down to, you know, how well you play that day. I mean, we've all seen better teams lose because on that particular day they didn't play that great um i mean i will forevermore think and i still believe this um that the eagles were the better team were better than oakland in super bowl 15 mm-hmm. i mean i i think the eagles were a better team than the oakland raiders but they didn't win you know i mean it just that day it just didn't happen they made too many mistakes the raiders made some good plays you know, Plunkett made some big throws in key moments and wind up losing 20 to 7 to 10, not even close. Mm-hmm. So that can happen. You know, it's, this isn't best of seven. You know, you get one shot at it. And uh, but all you can do kind of right now is just kind of assess the, the two rosters and the matchups. And frankly, at this point, most of it points the Eagles way. Ray, did you ever think we'd see an NFL team in our lifetime approach 80 sacks in a season? They have 78 right now in 19 games. I mean, I know I didn't. No, 
No, I, I didn't either. I mean, I saw the, uh, I, you know, I covered those 84, 85 bears. And I, you know, I didn't know would, would ever see another defense like that. Right. I mean, that, that was that, that was that good. That was that scary. Uh, and then we saw, you know, the buddy defense of the late 80s and 90s that was pretty close. I mean, and, and you know, the same architect in Buddy Ryan building it. Um, but, yeah, to see the way this team has, uh, has played is uh, it's, it's pretty good. And to have four guys with double-digit sacks is – we've never seen it before, and you're probably not going to see it again. It's, it's just very unusual. And that's – as I told you, right now out in, out in Arrowhead land, that's, that's – Andy is sitting in a room now with, with the projector going, <laughs> and he's watching us, and he's trying, to, he's trying to draw up some protections here that's going to deal with this. But it's, it's very hard because they don't play like everybody else. You know, they, that five-man front that they show is – you don't see it that often. Mm-hmm. And it's almost become a base defense for this team. And what it does is it makes it very hard for offensive lines like the Chiefs that rely a lot on helping out and double teaming and all that kind of stuff. If you come with a five-man front, then it breaks down a lot of that stuff and you create a lot of one-on-ones. You know, you probably would love to give somebody help, the guy who's blocking Javon Hargrave. You'd probably like to help him out, but you can't. You'd probably like to help out whoever is trying to block Reddick, but you kind of can't. Um, it's you know, it create it creates a lot of one on ones where teams don't want to play one on one and and you're counting on your guys winning those one on one battles in the two and a half seconds that the quarterback's got the ball and generally when you've got five guys that good you know okay you might block three of them but two of them are going to get there and mm-hmm. that's you know and that's what the Chiefs are going to have to deal with in this game certainly the 49ers mm-hmm. couldn't do it and we obviously saw the Giants couldn't do it. We'll see if Andy comes up with any answers between now and next Sunday. Mm. Ray, great to be talking about it with you, man. We, we we certainly appreciate you taking a couple of minutes today, and we're uh, thank you, Ray. We're thrilled that you're back. That's for sure. And thanks, thanks for coming back, bro. I appreciate you being on the show, bro. <laughs> hey, listen, it's been it's been a blast. I mean, I didn't foresee this. I mean, I honestly, Derek, to your point, yeah, I, mean, I honestly did intend to retire. I mean, it just this was not a scam. This was not a scam. Okay, this was not a ruse. This was. I really, I really. I don't believe it. I really fully did intend to retire. He got tired of me begging him. Like, like Pacino said, you know, every time I'm out. Hey, I'm not. I'm sorry, Ray. I love you to death. I don't believe you. I can't believe hey, you. Derek, anymore, Ray. He just missed Barrett. Can you can you you blame him? No. I mean, come on. Ain't, no, ain't nobody missed Barrett that much. Come on now. Right. Come on. Ray, uh, take care, man. We'll, we'll talk to you uh, soon. We appreciate it. Maybe maybe we'll talk again if the Eagles win this bad boy. We'll we'll chat with you. All right. All right. And one one last thing before I go, I'd be yeah. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. Tommy and me is coming back. Yes. Tommy nice. and me is coming back. We just signed the contract that we're going to go to the Uptown Theater in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Nice. We will be there next September, hopefully when the Eagles are unfurling the flag of Super Bowl champions. Uh, and if anybody, what tickets are, will be going on sale this Friday. So anybody that wants to see it or hasn't seen it, um, you get your opportunity next September. But you can order your tickets starting Wednesday, the Uptown Theater in Westchester. Yep. If you haven't seen it, it's a must. It's Trust a me, great, great, great play. Show. Great. It's so, yeah. the best. Well, I Ray, appreciate you guys all coming out. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we do appreciate your time, Ray. Thank you very much.
Take care, guys. It was a right, guys. Yeah. The, great, the great Ray Didinger right there. All right, guys, that was awesome. Uh, let's get a quickie in here. We'll come back and kind of surmise some of the things that Ray had to say. And then we'll dig a little bit deeper into this Chiefs team and some of the areas you could exploit, some of the areas that are really good. We'll go inside some of the numbers and all those kind of things when we come back. Barrett, Derek, Rob, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk a little ProAction Restoration. Yes, ProAction Restoration is the company that you reach out to if you have a home, you have a business, you have a property. And unfortunately, you've gone through the, uh, the inconvenience and the pain of water, fire, smoke, mold damage uh, to that structure. ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I can tell you personally, I called them on a Saturday and they were right there. Sometimes you don't know on the weekend. Sometimes you don't know at night. You don't know on a holiday. Well, guess what? They're ready to go anytime, any day. All right. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. That's 610-623-3760 or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles 
Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Back. Yes, we are. We're Sports Pages for YouTube Network. Hang out with you on this Tuesday. That's Derek Gunn. That's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. We just wrap things up with Ray Dittinger. If you missed any of it, you want to catch it in its entirety or any segment of our program, just go to jacobsports.com or Jacob Sports YouTube channel. That was fun. That was fun. I like getting the historical, you know, kind of stuff with Ray and he said, look, if they uh, if they can win this thing, if they can pull it off, and he likes them in this game against the Chiefs, but if they can win it, they would go down as the greatest Eagles team ever, considering the amount of wins, the way that they've gone about it, and they've done it, and, you know, they're, they're, they would have to slay the uh, big dragon here, guys, against this Kansas City Chief team, um, that's for sure. A lot of similarities here, guys. So the Chiefs are, went 14-3 and three in the regular season. Their road to the Super Bowl in the playoffs, they beat the Jags 27-20. And they beat the Bengals 23-20. Certainly much tighter games than the Eagles played uh, in their two games. But if you look at the numbers regular season-wise, most points per game at 29.2. First in passing, 297.8. 20th running the ball, 115.9. Now you go to them defensively. 21.7 points uh, allowed. That's 16th. Not great. 220.9 220.9 yards uh, per game in the air, 18th, not great. Better against the run, 107.2 against the rush, which is eighth. Now, keep in mind, uh, the 49ers came in, I think, first or second in the in the NFL against the run, and the Eagles still, you know, blitz them for for a buck 40 or whatever the case may be. Uh, you're going to be dealing with Mahomes, over 5,000 yards, 41 touchdowns, 12 picks, 105.2 passer rating. Uh, they played last year, did these two teams. Keep in mind, things were really different last year. It was early in the season. The Eagles lost 42-30 to 30 to the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes won 24 for 30, 278, five touchdowns, one pick. Jalen Hurts did play well in his own right, 30 for 48, 387 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, I mentioned this to you earlier. Chris Jones leads them with 15 and a half sacks. The next closest is George Karloftis, the, the kid out of uh, Purdue, with just six. So there is a drop-off if you can somewhat contain Jones, similar to the way we talked about it last week with Nick Bosa. Anyone? Oh, and I, thought, I thought Bear was saying something, but he hit his mic. No, yeah. um, there's no question. You know, if you look at every team that the Eagles have played, and it's always like one player you have to worry about on defense, and they find a way to control that player. And, you know, same same storyline with with this Kansas City team. One guy who stands out on defense, and everybody else just kinds of fall in the line. You saw what they did with Bosa, you know, and everything else took care of itself. And I expect similar results. You know, Chris Jones ain't no slouch, but he's one man. You know, and this this team has shown they can control the best of the best at any given moment. And I expect more of the same. They're going to find Eagles will find a way to neutralize him as they've done Michael Parsons, as they've done, you know, Nick Bosa and everybody else. So 
I know Chris Jones will be a big part of the storyline nationally for Kansas City between now and next week, but I don't expect Chris Jones to be much of a factor because of what we've seen his team already do this season against the other team's so-called premier player. This team, going against it, you know, going against what, you know, they faced all year is built for this. And looking at, you know, defensively, you know, Jones, you look at the linebacker, um, uh, Nick Bolton, you look at uh, Frank Clark is also starting to amp things up a little bit. Kalop mm-hmm. is starting to amp things up a little bit. I just don't think that they're built well enough to stop everything that the Eagles have offensively. Who are they going to, who's going to cover the two receivers? I mean, Trent McDuffie, he's a, he's a, he's a rookie. This little guy with small hands or small arms and stuff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, that's, you know, and, and T-Rex. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I just don't see it, man. Jalen Watson, he's also a rookie. They have two rookies starting for him at the cornerback position. Yep. Uh, Sneed should be back. Willie Gay should be back. Do they have enough even if they were there? I just don't think so. Mm-hmm. But think just don't thinking you're going to be back, then thinking they're going to be back, that's not necessarily just like Ray said, mean you're going to win a game. Shoulda, coulda, woulda doesn't, you know, cash any wins in the, in the league. You got to go out there and do it. And at this point, I think I think this team has a vendetta. This team are, are tired of everybody just sitting back and, 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 you know, acting like they're not as good as what, you know, what their record depicts. They're not as – their quarterback isn't as good as what, you know, he's been doing all season. The running game isn't as good as it was. This isn't the number one offensive line in the league. And – Am I starting to think that, you know, I'm, I may be a little crazy that, you know, I think everybody's against us? Yeah, I'm getting a little paranoid right now. I've been a little paranoid ever since this Kansas, I mean, uh, ever since the 49er thing came up and everybody's been talking about how good they are. And then I just, you know, I stood my grandstand, stood in my square and said from two, two months ago, this team is the best in the, uh, team in the NFL, not just in the NFC but in the NFL, and I think they're going to show it. They're going to show it next weekend. Yeah. I, look, I, I I always get back to the lines of scrimmage, and the Eagles' yep. offensive line is better. Their defensive line is better. The Eagles have an advantage here at linebacker. Yep. Um, I'll take the Eagles' secondary. I, I will take – now, here's the thing. When, when you talk about receivers, I will certainly take Devontae and, and, um, and A.J. over this group. It's offset a little bit because Mahomes just performs magic sometimes, and and, right. and he doesn't have to have great receivers, right? So that that one you have to be a little bit careful, in my opinion, when you when you just look at it straight up. Yes, the Eagles have the advantage, but and this is taking nothing away from Jalen Hurts. Mahomes just does things that other human beings can't do. He's just in a different planet. He's on a different ridiculous. Planet. So you know you can offset that a little bit. This is a rare game where you would give the advantage to the other team's tight end, and it's no knock on Dallas Goddard, but right. Look, Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey, man. And the connection that he and Mahomes have is one of the most unique we've ever seen in the NFL. Those two are like intuitive, man. It, it, it is, it's telepathic what those two do because it's not all, you know, whatever play, it, it, it's freelance, break it off. Mahomes is buying time. Kelsey knows where to go. And those two connect. It's just different. 
So that's going to be that's going to be big. Don't let Kelsey kill you. Is going to be a big part of this, bro. It's, it happens. It, I was watching their show um, with he and his brother, Kelsey. The and new his heights. Brother, the new heights. It's called. They're, the they're new heights. Yep. And it, 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 the reason why he can play the way he can play because he sees the thing through the quarterback's eyes. He played quarterback, which gave him a little sense of where he needs to be and how he needs to be where he needs to be within the offense and understanding the quarterback that he has. He he understands no matter where he rolls and where he ends up, he's still going to be looking for 87. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a decided advantage, man. It's hard, it's going to be hard to do that. But, I mean, I, I really truly think that um you have to look at what Cincinnati did to hold that offense down and, and, and kind of implement that a little bit with better players than we have. Yeah, I mean, they gave up – since he gave up 23, you know, and three of those were aided by – well, look, they did it themselves. It was a bad penalty. But anyway, they, they gave up 23, which you would probably take. Like, if I said to you the Eagles give up 23 to the uh, to the Chiefs, I'd feel good about the Eagles' chances of winning the Super Bowl. Mm. The thing that always impresses me over the last few years in particular about this Kansas City team is every team goes into a practice week for a big game or the next game – with a game plan. We're going to try to attack this. And, you know, this first 15 plays or so are always scripted, as as we're told. But then you hear players in Kansas City talking about, oh, yeah, we decided to do this because we talked about it on the sideline during the game. Or we changed it in the huddle. You know, they make up plays as they go along, man. You don't do that in the NFL. I mean, I mean, think about it. You know, there's a reason you practice it because you need 11 people in sync to know what they're doing at any given moment on that particular play. These dudes just flip the script on the fly, man. And and they, and they laugh about it when it works. It's, it's, I've just never seen anything like that. And he gives them a lot of leeway, you know, that that players flourish with that kind of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. If you have the guys that understand the offense, you got to be in depth with the offense and all those guys that are playing at a high level right now, especially those two, when you think about uh, Mahomes and you think about Kelsey, the reason why they can do those type of things is their depth of understanding on what that offense is trying to do. When you can sit back and you can and you can you can break down, okay, this is why we're doing this, instead of just saying, all right, on this play, you got to do this. Right. Those two go together and they spend time together saying, All right, this is why we're doing this because we're trying to accomplish this. Right. Which is allowing them then to say, All right, then well, you know, they're doing this to us. Let's do this right here. And, I mean, and don't get it twisted. The Eagles are the same way. The Eagles have had their time to do the same thing. Jalen Hurts and, and Kenneth Gainwell did it this last week, you know, running that um the, the, um the read option. You know, it used to be that when they were running the read option, Jalen would ride him inside, and he'd either cut with the gap between the end and the tackle, or, you know, he would keep it, pull it, and go run. Well, Bosa started jumping up the field in a manner that, all right, they couldn't do that. So what did they do? They gave it to Kenneth Gainwell anyways, allowed him to just cut outside, and he would outrun the end to the outside, and that's why they had some success running that read option. They changed the the the, um, the running point of Kenneth Gainwell since he was fast enough to get to the outside, and it worked out perfectly for him. It kept the chains moving. It was a great concept that those two – together came up with or or whatever you know whoever did what well, they told him uh Shane Steichen said try it or him and 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 you know Jalen Hurts 
came up with it themselves, but they changed that launch area. They changed the mesh area, which allowed them to get to the outside. And it, it worked out perfectly. I, I will say this. It was absolutely stupid of the 49ers defense, straight stupidity, to put your best player and have him uh, spy Jalen Hurts. Why would you yeah, take your I, I would say I, I would say Shanahan did not have a good day, right? So I know ultimately, you know, he, he can supersede his defensive or his um, his offensive coordinator, but he's the offensive guy, right? So twice, a couple times he's got his tight end trying to contain um, Reddick, who wreaks havoc. He also doesn't throw the challenge flag when clearly Devontae Smith is telling the Eagles, hurry up, hurry up, because something's up here. He, he, he's asleep at the wheel on that. It's not why they lost ultimately, but he got outcoached. Sirianni outcoached him in a big way. Unbelievable, man. You know, I, it's just little things that I saw in the game. All right. Just like I was talking to um, I was talking to Jordan Malata last night and he was telling me how and I saw I saw it. And I the first thing I said, I said, man, I said I like how you guys picked up on something. He said, what are you talking about? I said, when you guys picked up on those threes widened out and were trying to run stunts. And you guys stopped from running stunts because they were trying to pull you guys as they're trying to pull you, you know, say instead of you guys trying to fight away from it, you guys accelerated your feet, which led to a big mush area. And then that mush area, y'all started driving them back. He's like, bro, bro, you saw that. I'm like, yeah, I saw that. He was hyped. You saw it. I'm like, yeah, I saw that. He said, Kelsey picked it up. Kelsey said, hey, every time they line up in this wide thing, whenever they try to hold you when they do that, don't push away from them. Start accelerating your feet and start pressing them back. And that's how they started creating them holes in the middle of the defense because they picked up on that little thing and started accelerating them, which opened up the hole and allowed the double team to be farther because they're pulling them. And as they're pulling them, they're driving them. And it pushed them into the stunt, which allowed them guys to widen open. Those are the little things that they saw throughout the game that they picked up on, were able to capitalize on it. But the 49ers didn't do it. They didn't change up. Hmm. So a couple little odds and ends. The the Eagles will practice at the Cardinals facility in Arizona, and the Chiefs will practice at Arizona State University. Um, and the Eagles are considered the home team, so they get the choice of of what garb they're going to wear, what colors they're going to wear. Little tidbits. Hey, I, I tell you what, man. Uh, you talk about spreading out from a media perspective. That's not good because you know if you're trying to cover both teams' practices, that's a little haul from one place to the other. Um, you know, and then you got to deal with the traffic and that Arizona traffic over the last 10, 12 years, so many people are starting to move out there. Traffic congestion, man, driving up and down interstate 10 and Phoenix on that Phoenix area, man, ain't no joke anymore. You know, it's like, you know, I remember driving up and down it 20 years ago, you can go point A to point B in a hurry, not anymore. You know, so from a media perspective, you know, I would imagine most media, big, big media perspectives, you're going to have multiple teams because you can't have one crew. Smaller markets are going to try to have one crew go from one to the other. It ain't going to work like that. You got to have one at one place and one at the other to cover this thing properly, man. Uh, yeah. I'm glad yeah. I don't have to deal with that mess. I've been there, done that before. Yeah, I hear Bro, you. I got to fly out. In fact, um, uh, I got to talk to you guys after the show or later on, man. I, I, I got to fly out on Wednesday. Next Wednesday, yeah. Okay. I'm still surprised that you're not going Monday. I'm still shocked by that. Yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> you're putting him in a bad spot. You're so bad, Gunner. 
I, I know what you're I doing. Just, you are no, so I'm asking a legitimate question because if that was me, I'll, and this is nothing to do with Barrett, but okay. anytime a company says, you know, we, we're trying to save a little money here or there, I would go, no, 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 you don't understand. Do not send us out there to have, you know what, cover this thing. If you're going to send us, have us covered the way it's supposed to be covered. I agree. You know, and so and so I would always get what I wanted in the end begrudgingly, but you don't send somebody half out there to cover, and especially if it's your team you covering. You know, and I understand they're trying to save the proverbial buck. It ain't like they're hurting for money. And especially since, look at, huh? it's a, especially since it's a Fox Super Bowl, so you don't have everything that you have readily True. available when you when you have an NBC Super Bowl. True. Yeah. I understand that. So, but, and know. I've been there, done that also, where you've had to play second fiddle because another network is covering. But this is right. a team in your right. backyard. You are part of an entity that's considered a sports network in the region. Okay? Right, right. That means right. you do think – now, When you, if you work for one of the local affiliates – I wouldn't be surprised because you know what they do? They'll rely on their local affiliate there to get, feed them a lot of the interviews and all the extracurricular stuff. They don't have to send anybody, but they'll go out there. They'll send a news crew before they send the sports team out there, and they'll come out. We're the we're the leading Eagle station in the region. Watch how many promos you see next week, and then watch the coverage, what their coverage is like, okay? But when you're a sports network in a region, this is a rare opportunity. It's not like – the, the New England Patriots of 15 years in a row where you'd expect them to get to the AFC championship game or get to a Super Bowl. You know, mm -hmm. this is one of those rare opportunities that for last time it happened was five years ago. You go all in on something like this. You use all your, your, your assets to do things and to get things. See, you have relationships that the affiliates don't have with the players, with the organization. Yep. See what I'm saying? That's what I would argue all the time. And, Lo and behold, we do what we have to do and get there. This is where you have to be an extended mercenary. See what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't have to go out there and, you know, and, well, we're cutting costs. For what? what? What are you cutting costs for? First off, it's going to be tough for me to go to um, Arizona number one because, like, as William Starks put there, no, there's no White Castles in Arizona. I'm so <laughs> I am so hot about A lot that. of good Mexican joints out there, though. Is it? So you got to tell me. You got to put me on it because you already yeah, you, hook them up, man. Yeah, you 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 told me about some restaurant you were telling about it was a steakhouse that you go said to, you had the best steak, steak ever. House forty four. Go to Steakhouse forty four. There it is. Yeah, you you were talking you to me about that years ago. You told me about it. and I remembered it. I just had to see what the chickens are hitting for. I'm okay, just playing. I'm just and, I'm just playing. No, I'm just playing. No. <laughs> and, and if you go there, if you go there and decide to have chicken. Don't ever tell me about it. Don't tell me you oh went there. We will never hear the end of that. Don't, do don't tell do me. That. Don't tell me you went there chicken. Because oh, I will never recommend a restaurant to you again. Never. Oh my god. Don't do it. Let, let me throw this at you guys. Uh, pretty good stat. Uh, Jalen Hurts. When when Jalen Hurts starts. So that excludes the one Cowboy game. Remember he was out. Okay. But when Jalen Hurts starts, the Eagles are seven and zero against playoff teams. There you go. They outscored those playoff teams, two eighteen to ninety seven. <laughs> you know, at some point we start looking at this, and I know there's one more to go. I'm not getting ahead of myself. I know it's the Chiefs, but we start recognizing how dominant this team has been, how how dominant this run has been. They're not sneaking past teams; they're beating the brakes off of these teams, and that includes good teams too. For everybody who wants to throw the schedule nonsense at you, which we all know is bogus. You see, that's the narrative now. The narrative is. The Eagles have had the easiest road ever in, in NFL history 
of going to the Super Bowl. What? Mm. That's the narrative now. Yeah. I don't understand it. I mean, you can say it during the season until you start playing the real teams and you start beating the real teams. Mm-hmm. Then all that's got to go out the door. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. You play who you play. We didn't make the schedule. The NFL made the schedule. That's so right. let's go. It's yeah. not gonna be. It's not gonna be an asterisk by this this Super Bowl win. It's not. It's gonna say no. Eagles Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, you will have beaten a, a team in your division, which is never an easy thing to do. Along the way, I'm talking about you will have beaten the team that came in the hottest, having won 12 games. However, you got there. You knocked their two quarterbacks out. Uh, and you will beat Nandy Reed, you, yep. you know, the Chiefs who were also 14 mm-hmm. and three. And, and and think about this too historically. You will have then beaten in two Super Bowls, the last two Super Bowls you played, Bill Belichick and Andy Reed, who are both Hall of Famers. So there's right. nothing you don't there's nothing that needs to be apologized for for this team. Nothing. They earned everything that they got if they get everything, it. They everything. Every little thing. So took names. And, and, and and two years ago, this team had four wins. So you went from right. four wins to potentially winning 17 games in the first time for the first time in club history. That's right. That's so right. No apologies needed. Um, hey, hey, before you go, before you 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 um, move on, Barrett, I saw it in the chat, and I hate to tell you this, there actually is a White Castle in the Phoenix area. There you go. See that. Know. In Scottsdale, oh, it's, it's, Scott- it's, worth, it's worth going now. It's hey, worth look, going now. Let me tell you something, Scottsdale. And man, that that place. Whew, I love Scottsdale, man. You talking I about love upscale? You talking about upscale? Yep, it's right here on East Via de, de Ventura um, in Scottsdale, Arizona. I was shocked. I'm like, set, I've, never seen, I've never seen a, Scott, a, a White Castle in in in, in Phoenix. As many times and, as I go there, and you know what else is there? Some type of golf events out there, also, which is yeah, it is, it is everything yep. up, making these. That's why these tickets are so expensive. Because when I saw the ticket, I got, I was going to get the ticket. It said um, eight hundred eighty nine dollars. It's <laughs> why the tickets <laughs> and the hotels are so, they jacked every one of them Triple. up for the weekend, yeah. right? They jacked Triple. them all up. You get the they do it every year. Well, look at this though. It was already yeah. high to say it was eight hundred eighty eight dollars, right? So then um, you go to the that's the then you go to the then it says. Zero. Um, with this flight is zero. This flight is one seventy seven. This flight two thirty five. So I picked the zero one. You know, you know, added to it, and then I will go to pay for it, and then it boosted to twenty one hundred. I log out of it again and do it again. It still boosted to twenty one hundred. I'm like, what is going on? Then I said, you know, let me try somewhere else. Then it boosted. To uh, to it was like twenty eight hundred dollars. I'm like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and get this twenty one hundred dollar one. You know what I'm saying? The rooms, uh, we didn't have to get the rooms. The rooms are like a thousand bucks a night. It's ridiculous. I have a cousin that lives. He has a house out there that he uh, it's an Airbnb, and that's what you know. He, he used to live there. He's moved. Uh, he's moved out to um, he lives in D.C. now, but he keeps it as an Airbnb. That's right there in Scottsdale. And it's usually, he said, it's usually 280 bucks a night to stay in his Airbnb. He is charged. He has a realtor that's charging three, like, I think it's like 31, 3,200 bucks mm-hmm. a night. Oh, my God. And he'll get it. Because it's got a pool and everything yep. in it. 
and he'll get it. He'll get it too. Yeah, a pool of four rooms, and he's charging that much for it, man. For four room house in Scottsdale with a pool, and he has a big screen TV out the pool and everything. He said, "Well, with this setup, you'll get this." He's like, "No, I won't get this." Lo and behold, he called me, say, "Hey, bro, he has a book right now." Yep. He's getting eighteen thousand dollars for four (laughs) days. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Gotta believe it. Super Bowl tickets. I'm buying two Super Bowl tickets. The nosebleeds. The nosebleeds. Oh my God. Well, think about eight hundred bucks. Oh yeah. Here's the thing, though. I got to you know in covering Super Bowls, you talk to people who make a substantial amount of money. I don't know how they do this, but they get tickets and they stand outside the stadium and and try to sell them. Now they may start at like two, three thousand dollars a ticket. The closer it gets to kickoff, the more that price goes down because they want to make a sale. So if anybody thinks they want to go out to Arizona and not have to pay these astronomical, and I sent you guys this story on somebody who's already bought some tickets, we'll talk about in a while. But yeah. people who who initially try to get two, three thousand dollars a ticket, a lot of times they end up getting two, three, four hundred dollars a ticket just so they can make something off the face value the ticket. Mm-hmm. If you look at the face value of the ticket compared to what people ask for these tickets and the amount of money, dude, there's so much money to be made if you're diligent enough. Like it bears to the Airbnbs, the hotels, the airfares. Think about the food and stuff like that. Prices are going to go up for food a little bit. Cab fare, Uber fares, all that's going to go up for this one particular week is going to generate a lot of income that a lot of people have never seen come through their city. And you know what? The volume of people that go through there, they don't bat an eye. They'll pay for it. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard about people refinancing their homes to buy tickets to go to a Super Bowl. Man. Oh, Are yeah. you kidding me? You just, oh, I mean, no. You're talking, you're talking about Philadelphia fans. Yeah, Philadelphia fans have done it, but I've heard uh, right. I'll talk to people else. Philadelphia fans refinance their homes to get money or take equity out of their homes to get money because they feel this is a once in a lifetime. I got to blow I got to blow it out, you know. I ain't never I'm never going to do that, but I would never do that, you know, if I was just, you, you know, got just plenty a fan. Of money. No, because I'm not paying I'm not paying 2-3,000 for anything to watch a sporting event number 1. I'm not paying triple the cost for hotel, I'm not paying double the cost for food, I'm not paying five times the cost for airfare, especially if I got to take a family of three or four with me. I'm not doing put it. Like, put it like this, the year I won the Super Bowl. Um, we were giving, we were given two tickets that we didn't have to pay for. The face value of those tickets were thirty eight hundred bucks. Damn! But then we could buy up to twelve tickets. I bought all twelve. Okay. For thirty six hundred bucks. That's a lot. So I bought all those tickets. So we're talking about about thirty eight, almost four thousand dollars worth of tickets for just, yeah, just tickets. Yeah. So then I took those tickets. And I left, put it like this, I left Detroit with right around $60,000 from selling the tickets. I kept four and uh, sold, you know, sold the rest. Hmm. But, but just think about what you said. You bought 12 tickets for what, 3800 3800 Now a cheap ticket for a Super Bowl is 3800 No, the cheap ticket for a Super Bowl... This year, the nosebleed ticket. Like when I buy my tickets, I, I the Eagles will probably give me the nosebleed tickets. I know that we know that. I mean, I'm not you know part of the organization anymore, but they hook me up because 
you know, I, I'm a former player and I cover them. So they'll give me two tickets. I had to pay 4,800 bucks for the tickets. Wow. 4,800. That's, that's a piece, I, right? Yeah, a piece. So, I mean, if I was going to sell them, I could probably sell them for 10 grand. Yeah, yeah, you can make a nice profit. You could. No, thank you. Know, no, thank you. I love my sports, but I have a limit. I ain't paying. Well, yeah, I'm not paying. Derek, you, you sent this to us. I was just doing since we're on this right now. So, uh, third row for the game. There were three tickets sold for seventy five thousand five hundred and thirteen. <laughs> what? Yeah, seventy five thousand yeah. yes. five hundred and thirteen for the third row, like forty yard line on TickPick, which is a you know legitimate agency. $75,000 for three tickets. <laughs> that ain't even talking about hotel accommodations, Nothing rental else. cars, food. You got, you got this off looking at it, didn't you? <laughs> hey, that's, that's Bill Gates' money right there. That's the kind of money. That's Bill's Gates. I'm going to tell you something. If I was Bill Gates and if I had Bill Gates' money, I still wouldn't do it. Yeah. I would oh, not do funny. it. Funny. Because number one, I hate having to go anywhere two to three hours before just to get in, first of all, to find a parking spot. Right, right, right. I hate being stuck in my car for an hour or so trying to get out of a place. Absolutely, I, yep, if a, yep. If it's a close game, you pay that kind of money, you want to say, I was there to the end. I saw that defining moment, that defining play of the game. You think yeah. about a lot of people start leaving when it's four or five minutes left in a game. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's a great Super Bowl, like we've seen some great Super Bowls, you're listening to it on the car and the radio? I didn't pay for that. That's not yeah. what I paid right. for. Right, right. But see, I'm, so I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not patient. I'm patient in a lot of ways, but not when it comes to getting in and out of venues. And that's why, you know, having the luxury of covering events for 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 as long as I have, it just became the norm. You know, get there three, four hours before a game. You know, because of your post game commitments, you're going to be there two, three hours after a game. And by the time you get out, everybody's gone. Most times, by the time you go in, that first wave of tailgaters are in, you get that window where you can slip in real quick. You don't have to worry about being stuck in traffic. Outside of that, I don't care who's playing. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I, I don't it. have patience to do it. All right, let's let's uh, let's get a quickie in here. We'll come back. We'll continue with the Eagles discussion. We'll dive a little bit into the 2017 versus 2022 uh, Eagles teams. We will do that when we come back, and we will uh, we'll mix in a little Sixers who uh, – little letdown after the uh, the Nuggets game last night against the Magic. So we'll hit all those when we come back. That's Barrett. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted tree off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. They're experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern PA, South Jersey and Northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, and tree pruning. Keep in mind, you get storm season, hurricane season, some crazy weather uh, you know, upon us right now. It's a great time to have your trees evaluated. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean.
Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC Family of Apps. Back. Yes, we are. We are Sports Take Georgia Network. He's D Gun. He's B Brooks. I am Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this Tuesday, last day of January, fellas. We are just about yes, yes, closer to spring, Gunner. Yes. Now the closest, the shortest month of the year is upon us. Let's get these next twenty-eight days out of the way, so the flowers can start blooming, the weather can warm up, and Degon will be even happier than he's been since January. The newly improved Degon will be happier than he's been since January first. Knock on wood. So far, we've uh, we've avoided any kind of nasty snowstorms or anything like that. Knock on wood. So we'll see. We'll it's see. It's warm out there right now. It's like 44, 45 it degrees. It, and you see yeah. the you see the weather report next week. Three consecutive days in the fifties. What days Ooh, are those? All right. Huh? What days are those? Uh, next week, according to this, um, uh, in, let's see, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. Now it's supposed to drop down to, 
in my area, Friday. Saturday's going to be cold. Yeah, 27 on Saturday. And then on Sunday, jumps back up to 45. Monday, 48. Tuesday, 55. Wednesday, 57. And then Thursday, 44. I can yeah. live with that. Absolutely. First, first full week of February. Mm-hmm. I told you, once we get past January and February, I'm home free. I hear you, man. man. I hear you. Uh, All right. Not a good effort out of the Sixers last night. I I told you guys yesterday that game concerned me. Uh, They came off the big win over the Nuggets and Bede went crazy. It just reeked of letdown. And they let down. So they got out early. They were punishing the Magic in the first quarter. They got up 21 in the game. Um, and end up losing to the Magic. They the, Orlando went on a 42 to 20 run uh, in the second half. Sixers turned it over 19 times and only scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. It was a, it was just futile. It was ugly to watch. They got outworked. Orlando out hustled them. Uh, and and while the Magic have been better lately, that should never ever happen to this team if you want to be you know considered the team in the East. It was a bad loss last night. Man, they have been on such a roll, you know. And they've been beating up on the also Rams. They had a good quality win against Brooklyn. It happens. You know, you can't be at the highest of high every game. Every dog has this day. And that was last night for this team. But you're right. To lose that game at home like that, though, I mean, seriously, it was 30 to 17 after the first quarter. Yeah. And, and to lose, to, and to allow, of all teams, that team, Orlando put up 42 on you in the third quarter. Strange um, schedule quirk here, Derek. Too they uh, yeah. they play the Magic again tomorrow at home at, in in Philadelphia, back to back, like a series almost. Very strange. What? what? Yeah, that's weird, man. It is weird. It is weird. Yeah, Orlando's been better lately, but still, it was a, a not a good loss. It was a really discombobulated effort on the offensive end uh, for the Sixers down the stretch. Uh, shot clock running out, throwing up garbage. Like I mentioned, the turnovers killed them. And they, to the Magic's credit, you know, they 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 gave them a little crack in the door and they kicked it open and they end up winning the game. Um, Sixers now 32 and 17 on the season overall. It was just kind of one of those games where you just it's sloppy. It's during the regular season. It's a it's a late January game. But, you know, you don't like seeing it. That's for sure. Uh, Flyers. And for the life of me, I don't I don't understand the NHL. Why their teams aren't all playing during this week. I just don't understand it. It's it's a bit of a lull week because we have the Super Bowl buy where there may be at least markets other than Philadelphia and Kansas City don't have their attention so much on the Super Bowl, right? You think this would be a good time to strike a little bit if you're the mm-hmm. if you're the league, but mm-hmm. Flyers are off until Monday. Bro, it's, it's but they I, I, it's not just the Flyers though. I think it's more so the NHL just doesn't have it or or just doesn't understand how to monopolize any opportunities mm-hmm. that they have, uh, you know, anywhere, you know what I'm saying? Like the NFL goes without saying is one of the top people to maximize the entire year with NFL events, whether it's, you know, the combine, the draft, the, uh, you know, OTAs, uh, free agency, um, preseason. I mean, they optimize the entire year that you, that I'll have a job and I'll be able to talk football for the entirety of the year. There's never really a lull in the action when it comes to uh, NFL. You know, so I mean, so they understand how to do it. The NHL really, they're just so used to their core group of people so being such fanatics over hockey that they didn't feel as though they had to, you know, go out there and maximize themselves. Well, mm-hmm. now they're going to have to, just like baseball, 
they, they, you know, they found out real hard that they got to go out there and do the same thing. They got to make sure that they cater to this fan bases. Now they're starting to do it, and they're, you know, things starting to pick up for them. But it was almost they almost lost baseball, bro. Yeah. No. Lost. Listen, I agree with you. Um, that that is, it's kind of kind of mind boggling. Uh, let me hit you with this one from the NBA. So Luka Doncic goes for fifty three last night, uh, seventeen of twenty four from the floor, five of eleven from three. Uh, it's his fifth 50 plus game. He's the second youngest uh, at the age of 23 uh, to rack up that many 50 plus point games. So pretty impressive. Uh, you know, no, no surprise. It looked like he, he might've done something pretty serious to himself. Was it last week? You know, it was a, like a non-contact sort of tweak, but he, I think he's obviously, I think he's doing all right. Uh, after we saw what he did last night, the guy's just a force to be reckoned with. That's for sure. And, and the thing is, if he stays right on Joel Embiid's heels for scoring champion in Giannis, I guarantee you, wait until about mid-March. The hype is going to be more so for Luka and Giannis than it will be for Joel. I yep. guarantee it's going to happen. Yep. You know. Yep. So yep. right now, Joel's averaging 33-6, Luka 33-4, Giannis 31-7. I guarantee you. Watch, watch, the hype. watch how the hype is slanted towards those two more so than Joel. Yeah. Uh, when he gets down to crunch time. No, I agree yep. with you. I agree with you. All right. Uh, we'll step aside. Uh, we'll get caught up here. And when we come back, we'll talk a little NFL and we'll do a little 2017 versus 2022 comparison here between the team that won it over the Patriots versus the team that's trying to win it over the Chiefs. We'll dig into that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis hanging with you on this Tuesday. We are Sports Take. All right, let's talk about Razor technology, right? Because the future of work isn't remote or in person. It's a hybrid model. In facing this new reality, businesses must reimagine their workplaces to align with the preferences and needs of modern employees. Razor technology helps businesses create a workplace that gives their teams flexibility in choosing how and where they put their hours in. Online platforms for communication and collaboration combined with secure and adaptable mobile devices are enabling hybrid meeting experiences that are nearly on par with in-person events. So everyone can feel that they are a part of the conversation. Employees with strong social connections and their team report better well-being, higher productivity, and stronger retention rates. Razor technology helps growing organizations adapt to hybrid environments with industry-leading digital tools and insightful guidance that promotes efficiency and workplace satisfaction. Learn more by calling 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. 
the best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. back yes we are our number three of the show thanks for hanging out with us tell a friend we are sports take jacob sports youtube network barrett Derek, and rob by the way later in the week gunners uh sorry thursday uh, or uh tomorrow. Tomorrow. tomorrow 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 12 30 12 30 tomorrow 12 30 lane johnson so you gotta you mark yep. set it set a reminder for yourself and again tell a friend we're looking forward to talking with lane who has been dominant despite dealing with you know who knows what, man, how bad that thing is. But <clears throat> it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah. It just keeps getting it done. Yeah, I know. It's one of those injuries. You, you feel it. You're like, huh. It's a little uncomfortable for us as we sit here and just talk. Uh, 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 the, the, they tore it completely? Yeah. They out there playing? Oh, well, come on, man. Uh, and it's the nature and how he did it, too, because it was already tore. But then he started playing, and then he ripped it all away. Uh, and he said it hurt like a you know it hurt like a bitch when he first did it once it ripped all the way but then after that it stopped hurting as much and the pain was tolerable because it was already ripped so he said he could play better after that mm. Mm. all right anyway uh we'll talk to lane we'll, we'll get the whole we'll get the lowdown on that uh tomorrow all right we, we, do we have to just finally abolish the pro bowl guys at this point um Tyler Huntley's going to the Pro Bowl for Josh Allen. <laughs> okay. 
are, are you guys aware of the the grand total of touchdowns that uh, that Mr. Huntley put up this season for the Ravens? Five, Any six. ideas? Five or six. Um, Tyler Huntley this past season threw a grand total of two touchdowns. And <laughs> Through six games. You know that you know what that is? That's a product of another player saying no. Yeah. Now, supposedly, if you're healthy and they're calling you, you're supposed to be there. I guarantee you a lot of players say, I'm injured. I can't go. Who wants to go for a glorified competition down there, man? And what if you go down there and get hurt doing right. something, you know, with a skill competition? And you're in a contract year on top of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going, to, I'm not going down there for that. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, you know, Tyler Huntley is. And the thing is, Rob, here's the thing it will pack, it will be packed because people can say, I got close to NFL players with the possibility of getting an autograph, a helmet, a a banner, a pennant, something signed by an NFL player. It'll be packed, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly. Of course, it'll be packed because. You know, that's 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 what it's all about. As a fan, fans, fans, they're gonna go watch anything. They they'll go watch NFL players flipping quarters or playing yes. marbles. Yes. Because yeah. they're fans, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just bad that the NFL takes advantage of fans wanting to support um their players and you know, support their fandom. Agreed, agreed. Um, all right, so let, let's uh, you know Barrett was talking kicking this around a little bit. Thought we dig in a little bit deeper on this. Uh, the 2017 versus 2022 comparison. So the team that won it, that beat the Patriots, versus this team. Ver- a lot of parallels here, guys. So the 2017 team went 13 and three. Mind you, they played one less game. Okay, but they went 13 and three during the regular season. The playoff road, they beat Atlanta 15 to 10. They beat Minnesota 38 to seven. They beat the Patriots 41 33. Their offensive ranked ranks. They were they scored 28.6 points per game, which was tied for second. They rushed for 132.2. That was third. They passed for 233.6. That was good for 13th. Defensively, they gave up the fourth fewest points uh, per game at 18.4. They were best in the league against the run. 79.2 yards on the ground allowed. They were 17th against the pass, 22 points, uh, 227.3. All right, so second in scoring offensively, fourth in points allowed. Go to the 2022 team, third in scoring at 28.1. So you got a comparison of 28.6 to 28.1. Fifth, rushing the ball. However, this team rushes for 14 more yards per game, but they're only fifth. They're, they're rushing for 147.6. That team was 132.2. Passing, this team's ninth, 241.5 compared to 233.6. Then you go defensively. This team allowed 20.2 points per game, which was eighth. That team was 18.4, which is fourth. They uh, give up 121.6 on the ground, which is 17th. That team was number one. But this team only allows 179.8 in the air. That's the best in the NFL to 227. And I'll give one more nod to this team, which no no fault of the other team because they overcame it. This team has going to have all 22 starters 
to start the Super Bowl. That team had a backup quarterback, backup left tackle, backup middle linebacker, backup mm-hmm. corner, backup special teams ace. And they still were able to overcome all those things. That's so, the biggest thing right there, man. There's some comps for you. Mm. Sorry, just letting the dog in. The dog was barking. <laughs> Might have been barking, man. It, it gets on my nerves, um, bro. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like this team overall better because of the depth and versatility. If there's one area I would hone in on from that 17 team, I love the trio of running backs they had then. Hmm. I love that trio. The Garrett Blunt, Jay Ajayi, who they picked up during the season, and a young rookie, Corey Clement. I love yeah. that combination of running back. They had speed. They had the power. Um, the interchange and Corey was was the number th- was, was like the understudy, but Corey was a strong kid too. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't like he was just one of these kids that go down the first contact. That kid, he was a strong kid. Outside of that, well, you know what? They both uh, they actually dressed five running backs during that season. Remember Small- Wendell Smallwood? Oh yeah, that's right. right. That's true. And, and Kenyon had- Garner. Yeah. yeah, they weren't necessarily in the offense, but they were in the um, special teams gurus. Remember that. And, and technically, Darren Sproles was a running back. That's right. That's right. That's See, right. Sproles, so they had six running backs on that team. You know, um, but I, I just like the depth and versatility um, more so on, on, on this team. Um, you look at the wide out position, I don't think it's a question. The offensive line, that was a good offensive line then. I think this one is better. Uh, defensive front, obviously, this one's better. Cornerbacks, better. Um, safeties. I'm not to go them. I'm going uh, 17. I mean, that's why I wouldn't like this a little bit. I'm, that, that's a push, you know. And that, but outside of that, you know, tight end. What about tight end? Uh, boy, Ertz was yes. really productive, man. Yeah, well, you had Ertz and Selig. Yeah, I gotta go. I, I mean, I, I I can't go against Ertz. Yeah, he's he's with, yeah. He yeah. Goddard. Yeah. Even with Goddard, um, you got to go. You got to go with Ertz and Selleck on that because there's no way that you can you can go with uh, you know even though stolen Goddard they don't stole is you know <laughs> just a guy, but I mean there's potential and 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 uh, uh, Calcaterra. Yeah. In fact, I man, I don't even see what's his name on uh, Tyree. Tyree's on IR Jackson. again. Yeah, Jackson. <laughs> Gee. Yeah, it's been a tough go for him. Yeah. I want to see that kid play at least five or six games. I mean, yeah, I would like to see it. Six, so I, I seven. Hope for his sake. Yeah, I hope for his sake. Come on, man. You know. Yeah. Hey, could, no, could, I mean, they be, could they be hiding him, Barrett, on purpose? Yes, that's exactly what they're doing because they needed roster spots like Vontae Maddox and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let me give you real quick, just before we get back to the, the, the comps here. So the AFC and NFC championship games, uh, Eagles 49ers and Chiefs Bengals, Average viewership was 50.750, 50.7 million viewers. It's Keep the most going watched, up. Yeah, most watched conference championship round since 2014. It keeps going up. Every week we keep talking about numbers that go from 34 million to 43 million, now 50 million. You wait till the Super Bowl. Like yeah. I said, once they hit the ground next week with the storylines, Andy Reid versus his own team, the Kelsey brothers. Can the magic man, Mahomes, perform one more feat of magic to defeat this monster Eagles defense? You just wait. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if the numbers are well over 70 million viewers. Well, I mean, think about it. Even if you're just objectively watching this Super Bowl, people watch it no matter what. But 
Andy Reid going against his old team is a great storyline. Jalen Hurts is kind of the upstart. Not that Mahomes is old, but he's been doing it for a while. But you get the quarterback right. matchup with those two, two African-American players for the first time, uh, the quarterbacks taking on each other in a Super Bowl. Um, the Kelsey brothers. There's going to be a million Kelsey brother stories. Like the, the, both teams, the, both won 14 uh, regular season games. They were number one in their conference. It's all there. A- every storyline is there for you for the Super Bowl national. Mm. You can't ask. For, you can't ask for a better better storyline. Fox is like drooling right now mm. oh. over these storylines. You know, and the funny thing is, we you, you, we talk about the numbers and the viewership of a, of a playoff games and Super Bowls. Think about how many of them, how many people are novice and just casual fans. And they'll watch the Super Bowl because it's the fashionable thing to do, the fashionable place to be um, on that particular Sunday when really nothing else is going on. Nothing else really challenges a Super Bowl on that particular Sunday. So you get a lot of fans who are just casual fans. You're going to get a lot of fans watching who are not fans of Kansas City or the Eagles, but they're football fans as well. But the numbers generated by this league, that's why they're a cash cow, dude. They can basically, in a bad year, they can still set the market for, in terms of how much you're going to pay them to be a part of their product. And big corporations don't bat an eye because it's the NFL and, more importantly, the Super Bowl. And we get our product on national TV in front of all these people. Think about the percentages that our gross revenue sales will go up just by this one moment. Yeah. I mean, it's – the, it's the only way that network TV now can get these kind of numbers. Yep. You yep, can't, yep. you know, because they're so, it's so splintered with, with streaming services and all that kind of stuff. What were the numbers? What were the numbers with the 49ers game again? Eagles, both, both conference championships were 50 million, 50, which does never, ever happens. It used to happen back in the day when it, when it's a if there'd be a series finale or something yeah, like that, yeah, when you didn't yeah. have cable and everybody, oh my God, I got to see what happens here. That's done. Because people will either watch it on their, uh, they will DVR it, uh, they'll watch it later, they won't watch it, they're watching Real Housewives, or they're watching something on Netflix, it, it, you're just, the audience is so splintered now. It's one of the few things where you still get a captive audience watching a game. And this the one's going to do well, man. Like, the stream, I mean, the stream, there's so many, there's so many things that lead into this game, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Kelsey brothers. Um, you look at, you look at Big Red, you know, the first team he ever head coached. Uh, you know, so many different variables. You know, the two young quarterbacks, you know, um, who's going to outduel who. Uh, you know, the defense against, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, you know. Uh, it, it, this this is this is what you this is this is this is a gold mine to the NFL. Mm-hmm. The gold mine. I, you know, and I don't think that the 49ers would have had a better rating. I think the Eagles are the perfect rating for them. The perfect rating for them. Yeah. It'll give the best numbers. The Eagles versus um I mean I can't think of another NFC team that would match up well against uh the Chiefs. Think about it. What other team would match up well against the Chiefs as far as numbers, as far as must see TV with them uh, going against I I can't think of another team but the Eagles that has the storylines. Like you could go Brady but well, Dallas. Dallas always does well. You know? Well, Dallas wouldn't have been a bigger draw than the Eagles just because that's Big Red's ex-team. So yeah. the numbers wouldn't have been as much. The Eagles draw just as big a crowd as the um, the, the Cowboys do, mm-hmm. you know, if, the, if not more. So I'm trying to think of a team that would vote well in the NFC that would 
really make ratings just skyrocket. I mean, if the Giants are not intriguing as a team as much for sure, no, close, nope. but the market's gigantic, you know. Um, but no, I listen, I hear you, Barrett. I think, I think the NFL is drooling over this. They're drooling yes, over absolutely. the two best teams absolutely. and everything we just went through the, the coach taking on his old team. Uh, the Kelsey's for sure. There, there's a lot there, man. There's, there's a lot of meat on the bone for the, for the networks. That's for sure. Absolutely. But you look at this and you think about, I mean, here, we, we consider to do all the comparisons we want with the 2017 team. The bottom what? line is that, te- that team won it and they slayed the dragon. They beat up the, the evil empire. This team's got to win it if they want to be considered better than that team. If they don't, they're not, period, as far as I'm concerned. Well, look at I mean, all right. So let's 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 keep with the comparison. Let's look at the offensive line. Lane Johnson was there. Brandon Brooks. It's hard to even. Uh, you you can't you can't put anybody on this line up against Brandon Brooks. Brandon Brooks was the best guard in football back then, the best guard in football. So you know, there's nobody on this thing. Even though Landon Dickerson has a is is a you know first team Pro Bowler. You know what I mean? He's a start in the Pro Bowl. Yep. Jason Kelsey was there. Wesnuski, I, I, I mean, I, I think Sayamalu, he wasn't a starter back then, but he steps in as a starter. He's better than Wesnuski. And um, it was, you know, Jason Peters was hurt. So mm-hmm. Halapusi Viatai was there. Halapusi, right. whatever his name is. So Big V was there. So, I mean, there's no Malatas, there's no comparison there. So, I mean, I'll still give a leg up to this year's. This year's offensive line being the better offensive line because you know the amount of Pro Bowlers we have, you know they had one, two, three. We only had three Pro Bowlers on this offensive line. There's actually there's uh, three starters and two reserves on this offensive line. So I got to say this offensive line is better because mm. back then they had Chance Womack. Remember Will Betty from 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 the Giants? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that those are the guys with backup. Like you said, tight end is 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 better for uh, seventeen. Uh, the the, the um, receiver position. I don't think there's any comparison to the receiver position. Even Alshon, Alshon had. Do he have a thousand yards? Uh, I, don't, I don't think he had a thousand yards. I don't think he had a thousand that year. He didn't have a thousand yards. Torrey Smith, I he was the number two. Or would you say Torrey Smith or or Nelson Aguilar was the number two? I'd yeah. say I say Aguilar. Smith was the threat downfield, but I, I would still say. He didn't have a monster year. So Tory, Tory would be our, Tory would be our. Uh, what do you call it? Um, he he would be our, our Quest Watkins. Quest Watkins, yeah, yeah. It's uh, actually uh, the two, 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 two. Jeffrey had seven hundred and eighty nine yards. Aguilar seven sixty eight. Zach Ertz close eight twenty four. Yeah, Ertz was the guy. He was the main main yeah, guy. Yep. yep. So it wasn't even close. So our receivers are better. The receivers this year are better than those receivers. Yep. So, and then the running back position, man, I mean, LeGarrette Blunt, <clears throat> Big Blunt used to be, he used to punish people. Jay Ajayi, even though he had one peg leg, he would still go. So I, I would have to give the edge. Would you give the edge to LeGarrette Blunt? No, I can't do that either. I I think Miles is better than any one guy. But yep, yep. They, they probably had more depth, as Derek pointed out, especially after they made the Ajayi. Yeah, change. yeah. So that will be – Sanders by himself is the best of the bunch. Right. But collectively, you have to go with 17. Yep. So it'd be, so I mean, you have to make it a push then, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, look, Boston's gotten game well or no slouches. They've been right. really contributing well in the playoffs here. 
especially as you know, especially uh, you know, the fact that Gainwell is just out of his mind this um this year. Then yeah. the defense, right, let's go with the defensive line. Then Vinnie Curry, really good. Timmy Jernigan, really good. Fletcher Cox, really good. Brandon Graham, really good. Yep. None of those guys had 10 double digit sacks. None of them. Yep. Derek Barnett was like five sacks. Mm-hmm. They had Bo Allen. He wasn't even sacked. Destiny Vile and Chris Long. You gotta go. And Steven Means, you gotta go with you gotta go with the um with uh 23. You've yeah, had to go this with one. 23. The, yeah, and that one was 17's really good. This is better, I think. Yep. Then we go to the linebackers. <clears throat> uh, you know what? Because if because if you put Jordan Hicks in that linebacker core, you got um, man, I, those guys are good, man. Those guys are really, really yeah. good. Nigel Bradham, Jordan Nigel Hicks. Bradham, really good. Yep. Yeah. I think, I'd have you know to say the, 17 linebackers. Do you know who the third starter was? You know, because I didn't even know when he was playing. When he was playing in the Super Bowl, like, who the hell is that? Who the hell is 57? Oh. oh. Uh, oh Daniel Ellerby. <laughs> oh, that's right. Daniel Ellerby. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know who he was in the Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, especially if who is Ellerby? Yeah, with Jordan Hicks hurt. I got to go with this one. Jordan Hicks got hurt. I got to <laughs> yeah. go with this. So, okay, then. So, I mean, should we go with the corners? You got Jalen Mills, Ronald Darby. I don't think it's, you go. These, then, it's these guys' hands and down. And Patrick Robinson. It's these guys' hands down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then, but the safeties, I got to go with this year's safe, that, um, 2017 safeties. Yeah, I'm taking McLeod and Malcolm all day. Yeah. So when you look at the whole, I, I think that this year's team is superiorly talented. And then when you go, then when you go quarterback, Nick Foles versus Jalen Hurts. I think you take Nick Foles and um and add him up with a Carson Wentz. Yeah. And it it might be okay to be with with Jalen Hurts <laughs> you know what I'm saying? that's or the hard thing because yeah. you know if, if you're talking about Nick Foles who was dealing the last two games yes he was, was. On, you know he was on a heater right yep. and Jalen <laughs> at least in the postseason has looked okay not asked to do a ton yep yep that one that's a tough call you know I like I don't know if you can play better than Foles played in that Super Bowl how yeah that's tough I know I mean, that, it, I don't. I, 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 and until I'm shown otherwise, I have to lean to Foles just, just because of the way he played in the play in the last two games. Mm-hmm. That until, team did it until he plays and wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It hurts to go that out team, there and play great, and that changes. That yep. team did it with backups. Okay, they won that trophy with backups. This team has all 22 starters available. This is a great topic to discuss again. After the day after Super Bowl, few days after the Super Bowl, if the Eagles complete the mission, okay. Mm-hmm. If they don't complete the mission, I think the conversation gets even more mis- interesting when we start breaking it down. You know, you can't you can't overlook the overall numbers this team has put up across the board this year. Mm-hmm. But when you put into the equation the final destination, which was the hoist that Lombardi Trophy. Um, I think it's an interesting conversation again as we watch that last game unfold. Yeah. Um, across Ray, the board. Ray Lester, yeah. Ray Lester. I'll tell you what, Esplant is right too. Uh, Michael Kendricks, we deserve to give him a little bit of love. Yeah, absolutely. It was good, man. He was good, man. Fast really as lightning. Yeah. Yep. Cover. Yeah, you can yep. do a lot of things. Um, 
you know, it's a shame his career ended the way it did, but you know, where's but, he at now? Is he in jail or is he? No, he's not in jail. No, he had to pay back a lot of money. I think he paid it all back. Like I think two he million did. dollars. Didn't he come back for for a cup of coffee? Like a little he bit. Did. Yeah, yeah, in Seattle, what it? Cup of coffee. Seattle. Yeah, in yeah. Seattle. Um, but yeah, uh, he, he had his finest moments here in Philadelphia. After that, his career was never the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but that 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 group of linebackers went healthy. And y'all know you, th- Rob, you threw into the equation um, because Jordan Hicks got injured. You know, but when they were healthy. I'd have to take those linebackers over this group. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But Jordan Hicks is amazing, bro. Dude was always around the ball, always making tackles, always creating turnovers. Nigel Bradham, when you talk to Nigel Bradham in the locker room, he didn't give you much. Nope. But but Doug Peterson and, and that staff, Schwartz and that staff would always talk about his football IQ, how smart he was in terms of deciphering stuff on the field. And readjusting once they, once they set at the line of scrimmage, as soon as he saw what he saw, adjust, having chess pieces move in a hurry to get mm-hmm. in a position to defend what was coming. They always talked about how smart this dude was. When you talk to him at the locker, it was like, man, I just wasted five minutes. You know, right. you know, <laughs> hey, seriously. You know, he didn't give you a whole lot. Stay out of the stay out of the the, the pool area with yeah. him. You know yeah. what I mean? He, he didn't <laughs> want to say much. He didn't want to say much to you. He was nice, very cordial, very, you know, very uh, polite, but he didn't give you a whole lot to hold on to in the locker room, you know. But when he stepped between those stripes, that dude was a road scholar between the stripes. No, I hear you. I hear you. No, but it, it, it's a fun cop. But look, ultimately, this team's got to do what that team did, and they did it against the, you know, and it, this would be very similar. You know, you're playing a team that's been not quite New England dynasty, but a team that's been a, a, a top their conference in the league since Andy Reid, you know, went there. So, yeah. uh, you know, he's won more playoff games now with the Chiefs than he has with the Eagles. Yeah. Wow. He's been he there has, that long. He's been there 10 years, huh? 10 years. Now, right? He's here 14. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, the longevity, as long as he's into it and stays healthy, he could he could end up surpassing the amount of years he coached here or there. Mm. Yep. Mm. And he's 66, 67 now. Well, when you look at your coaches like Belichick, Pete Carroll, coaching into the 70s, why not? Mm-hmm. As long as he feels healthy, as long as he loves doing what he does. I see Andy Reid coaching past 70 years of age until somebody drags him out of the game. Yeah, and he's got all a that great... free, All that got... free barbecue he's getting in Kansas City, he ain't turning that down. <laughs> and he's got a great support staff. You know, Brett Veach, who was here with the Eagles, is their GM. Um, who's a, who's a, uh, we, he was – He's a central PA kid, but he he was here. He worked his way up the ranks here. Yep, He's done yep. an amazing job. Look at their draft, man. They killed the draft this year. They got that kid Pacheco in the seventh round. Oh, gee. He's, he's from beast. South Jersey. He's yeah, from South he's, Jersey, yeah. He's a Rutgers kid. He's a beast. He is hard to bring. He's not a big dude, but I'll tell you what. That dude keeps on t- turning, man. He's you got to game tackle him. Mm-hmm. No, he plays hard. He's good, man. He is really, really good. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. All right, I wanted to hit you guys with this. So, you know, a, a lot's been made of Jalen Hurts and, you know, kind of what this is and, you know, what the development is, et cetera, et cetera. But he, he's he's certainly part of this whole thing. But you look at the journey to get here from a 4-11-1 team to a 9-8 and team to now a team that's, you know, 16-3 and on the cusp of, of the Super Bowl uh, a week from Sunday. You look at what went down. So 
they fire Doug. They hire Sirianni. They trade away Wentz, and, and everybody thought, man, they're in cap hell forever. They're not going to be able to recover from this. But what they did, that, you know, the prior season was they drafted Hertz as sort of an insurance policy, and they started developing him, and he started developing himself. In in the meantime, they get a Hassan Reddick, they get an AJ Brown, they get a James Bradbury, they get a Kaiser White, they get a CJ Gardner Johnson, they draft a guy like Lane Dickerson. The the the. The, the quickness with which they were able to, the, the, to expedite this process and get it on the right track. You know, I don't know many organizations that could have done that, but like you had to get a little bit fortunate in some ways, but you also had to pick the right person to coach yep. pick the coaching staff and be, you know, willing and able to pounce on certain situations like Kaiser white, the, the chargers couldn't pay him anymore. Uh, like, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the Saints didn't want to pay him, you know, extend him. James Bradbury, things went sideways in New York. You jump on that. A.J. Brown, you knew the Titans didn't want to pay him. You were in the position to have the cap space to be able to do it and also go out there and make moves, and you let your networking work to your advantage too, meaning Jalen Hurts is buddies with A.J. Brown. That might help seal the deal for the Eagles rather than some other team if he's got any say in this. Like, you really set yourself up nicely – to make that transition quick without having to be a team that, you know, tanks or be terrible. If you want to use the Sixers, you know, analogy there, they did it on the fly and they, they turned it around really fast. Well, you look what they did the first year when they were still under that last dark cloud of Wentz's salary cap, how he didn't make a lot of big moves. He couldn't because they were cap stripped, but he had, he had just enough. You look at the overall roster of that team. It was the perfect storm because the roster was okay. But more importantly, the schedule wasn't one of the most strenuous schedules. And they hit that low period in the middle to the latter part of their schedule, and they turned it around from two and five, and they beat teams they were supposed to beat to get to the playoffs. You can't put a price market a price on, on the value of that playoff experience. They, they took a licking in that game against Tampa Bay. But they learned a lot. And how he knew on the other side of that, they were coming out of cap hell. And that's when he went at it, man. And they started making moves because they're white. Hassan Reggie, like, oh, oh, wait, wait a minute here. And they make the draft day trade. And they keep it going in the summer and into the season. Mm-hmm. You know, very strategic move. When you think about how many teams coming out of something like that takes three to four years, how he did it in a little bit more than a year, you know, to put this team where it is now. Yeah. The best thing that happened to that team was young players getting that playoff experience. That was huge for this team in terms of being what they are now, especially when they enhanced it with the amount of bodies they brought in mm-hmm. and were still able to do it under the cap because, oh, by the way, your starting quarterback is still on a rookie contract. Yep. You know, that was huge, huge in terms of being able to put this team together this year. Bro, we just need to clap our hands and give a standing ovation for Carson sucking the way he sucked. Yes, it, it opened everything up. Yep. So because here's the you're dealing with that. You're not dealing with him constantly. You know, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? He's banged up. He's not. He's playing. Yep. He's playing hero ball one week. The next week he looks good. You know, he's he's listening to coaches. He's not listening to coaches. He's he's alienating players. He's not. And, and like it's exhausting with him. It is, bro. You don't have any of that BS with this. Nobody likes him. No. Nobody either. likes him. He he doesn't care. You know. And think about how many and think about how many times Jalen had to escape pressure and picked up big yards. Carson would have dropped to the ground. He would have hit the ground. Or he would have just made a mistake, Derek, trying to get too much. Yep, and throw a pick. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way we won that game against the 49ers with him there. You know what? You probably don't win the Giants game with him. 
No, I mean, sometimes you need like things need to just sort of break your way. Like you needed him being so bad that they knew they had to get rid of him, no matter what the cap hit was, where you didn't want to just keep trying. Let's let's try another year. Let's hope he's nah. You know what? This guy's a disaster. You got to get rid of him. They did. And to their credit, they also knew it was time to move on from Doug. Yeah. And, yeah. and I thought Doug deserved another year. Me too. But you know, they didn't. And it and it's it's worked out, man. And they they overcame. How about this? You were able to overcome messing up the Justin Jefferson draft, too. See, that's big right mm-hmm. there because but that'll always be looming over over his head because it'll always be looming over how his head because I'm telling you, Justin Jefferson is gonna be a, a Hall of Famer. He, he stays healthy, yes, he will. But I think in Doug's case, and I don't blame Doug, um, Doug wanted to have more say. He didn't want to give up certain say, and I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. You coming up, hey, man, hey, wait, wait a minute. I brought a Super Bowl to this city, and you're still going to try to put handcuffs on me in terms of what I'm do, doing moving forward? Right. No, that's okay. Now, you know, if that's what you think of me, it's time to move on. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, and look, I, I don't blame Doug, and, and the change worked out best for both parties. Absolutely. He took a year off. I think Doug's better. Yeah. You guys can speak to this who covered him. You know, he's good where he's at because he it's, there's less heat. Like the, the media market is way more chill. Yeah. His sort of folksy, you know, I think fits in well in Jacksonville. Yep. He's got a quarterback to groom. Like it, it just all worked out for him. Well, they got a great roster. They made some great off season moves. They got the quarterback, man. At they the end got the, of the quarterback. Day, got the quarterback, man. You know, they made some. They got him some weapons in there. Um, you know, made that roster better. Plus, he is an owner who stands out of his way, lets him do what he needs to do. Not afraid so, to spend money. No, that dude spending money. Hey, that <laughs> that, that that dude was the was the uh, big financier of that all black news channel that folded up last year. He's yep. the one to put over like five hundred million something like that into that thing. Yep. So he's not afraid to spend money on things he has a belief in. And obviously, mm-hmm. football team is his baby and wasn't afraid to spend money. You know, and not now you look at that team, they're going to be relevant for a lot of years. Oh, they're not going anywhere. And they're in a division that's very winnable every year now. Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, the other thing is they got it right with Sirianni, who was a relative unknown. You know, and he mm-hmm. he connects with his players. He knows how to get them ready. This team's prepared every week. Yep. No, and they don't leave a lot of stones unturned. They're very detail oriented. And I look, as much as you have the utmost respect for Andy and what he's done, it's not like you're coming in here with some great disadvantage with Nick Sirianni and this staff. Like these guys, these guys are ready to roll, man. Yep. Jeffrey Lurie got it right on his last four head coaches. Think about how many teams don't. You know, think about not Denver. No, not the Jets when they had Adam Gase. Now Chicago and had Adam Gase. We still don't know if Chicago has the right head coach now. And this whatever Flues or whatever his name is. Eberflues, yeah. Eberflues. Um, Jeffrey's got it right on his last four head coaches. Mm-hmm. And that, that's including Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly's first two years, he goes 10 and 6. You take over a team that was 4 and 12 the previous year, and you go back to back 10 and 6 seasons. One year you made the playoffs, one you didn't. That's not bad. We can say what mm-hmm. we want to say about Chip in that third year, and rightfully so. But Chip Kelly's first two years, he was exactly what people were hoping. You know, this wonder kid with these fresh ideas and all the cards standing on the sidelines, sending in plays and stuff, and hand gestures. And it, it was it was what this organization needed. And unfortunately, it just unraveled uh, that third season for him. And then you bring in uh, Doug Peterson, 
You know, a lot of people didn't want Doug Peterson. Bro, you know? what, what was that running back's name from Dallas, man? Murray. Um, DeMarco Murray. DeMarco, DeMarco Murray, Murray, bro. Yeah. Thought he came in, thought he was going to be just a ball. It came in, oh, yeah. and he absolutely sucked, you know, and he just didn't. He did nothing for us, bro. Nothing for us, bro. It was like he came in and like he just he just gave it all up, man. Like they used every single ounce of Dallas. He slid, he slid down rather than taking on take a, a hit. Yeah. Yep. yeah take a hit. I remember the day he, he came here, man. Remember all the media was tracking his flight. Right. You know, DeMarco Murray just left Dallas at such and such time. He's now over this state. He he's touched down. Media waiting outside the gate, just crowded the gate to get a shot of him coming out yeah. uh, out of his private jet that the Eagles had sent for him, you know? Um, and all of a sudden he wasn't even close to what he was in Dallas here. No. Remember we, uh, you look at um, Chip, Chip was trying to make him run, um, you know, parallel to the line of scrimmage and then have him go downhill. Oh, and yeah. all he ever did was go downhill in Dallas. And uh, it was just, it was just, just bad football then, man. It, it was, was a mess. bad football, man. Yeah, it was a you mess. Remember Max, remember Max Wilson? <laughs> oh, God. They were playing. We The first game we played against, uh, we uh-huh. played Julio Jones and, and, and the Falcons. So he turns around and he, he gets ripped for, you know, here he is supposed to be a shutdown corner. He's coming from the Legion of Boom. And at the time, you know, Julio Jones had a buck, like a buck 38. <laughs> He's like, well, as one of the reporters asked, it might have been you, D-Gun. Yeah. How does it feel to be torched by Julio Jones? He said, what you mean, torched by Julio Jones? He had a oh, yeah. he had a puck thirty eight zip. Oh damn, did he? <laughs> <laughs> he had that much. Like, right. He had, he had that much. <laughs> Dude, oh that was classic. Byron Maxwell. I'll never forget the best quote he ever had was when I asked him, "What made you want to come to Philadelphia?" He paid me the most money. <laughs> Every player that comes to a city is, you know, uh, you know, I, I perfect organization. It's the perfect fit for me. Uh, they have a great culture here. My man came out point blank and said, oh, they paid me the most money. Yep. <laughs> was it like a $72 million contract or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. But how about like, Howard being able to dump it, though, man? Yeah, oh, no. brilliant. And he spun oh, that good. thing into – into he wheeled that for the pick that helped him get up to get Wentz, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. See, so it was uh, him. It Send was him uh, Miami. Nico Garcia. Oh, my yeah. goodness, yes. Oh, my but, uh, goodness. Who, who was Nico the – Alonzo. Kiko Alonzo, that's the name. Kiko Alonzo. Kiko Alonzo. Uh, I remember that. We just thought he was gonna come back, and they, we traded Shady for him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. man, we traded it's Shady. Like for Shady. Him. But Kiko like went Shady. when Kiko got to uh, New Orleans. Kiko had a couple of decent years in New Orleans. Yeah. But yeah, when did. they traded him where to Miami, they trade they traded him. Was it Miami yeah. they traded him to? I think it was Miami. Yeah, yeah he got lost in Miami, dude. He yeah, was he, like. Yeah, he probably got, got caught up in the palm trees and the scenery down in Miami. <laughs> he ain't never seen nothing like that. Yeah, I hear you. Miami, Miami's another beast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's hit the last break. We'll come back. We'll keep it rolling. We got, uh, we got movies. We got birthdays. We got a bunch of other Eagle stuff that we will hit and on this date as well when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean.
Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Post-game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post-game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. On a segment of the program, reminder, uh, tomorrow, Lane, paving the lane, Lane Johnson will be joining us. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis hanging with you. Um, talking a lot of Eagles, obviously, uh, as we as we gear up for the Super Bowl. And the, the bye week's a weird week for the fan. You're pumped. You're excited. I, you know, I see all the news shows. Everybody's out buying their gear, and, and that's awesome, man. That, that's what it's all about, right? But, the, but it, this week is, is a challenge because you do have to pace yourself a little bit. You know, you are used to that every week, every week, every week cycle. And we got to get, you know, through this week, through the weekend, and then you can really start to to see the uh, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Gunner doesn't suffer from that problem. Not a challenge at all. Barrett, do you suffer from that problem? Because I do. I, you I know I do, it's man. So this week. You know I do, man, because, I mean – we're going to the Super Bowl, bro. I mean, to me, I, I was a little more excited last week simply because, you know, that was my my nemesis, my arch nemesis, the 49ers. And I just I just didn't I didn't appreciate all the rhetoric they had, bro. I didn't appreciate all the hype that they had. You know, they were just 
Google and Gaga over. I'm like, you know, stop riding the nuts. You know what I'm saying? It didn't make much sense to me. You know what I'm saying? It really didn't. When I watched film, I'm like, damn, they look human. You know, nobody else thought they did. But I, I mean, I knew they were human, man. They just just gave him too much, too much Jeff, bro. And and you know, and I knew, I knew we were gonna beat up on him. Yeah. What's the date of the Super Bowl? What's the date? Uh, Twelfth. February twelfth. What's the day? January thirty first. Talk to me on the tenth. <laughs> Talk to me the tenth. About what? About being adrenaline pumping. I'm not. Bro, I'm, look, you 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 ice cold all the time, bro. You it's are, true. man. It is true. It's true. I am. Yeah. You've been covering this game over four decades, man. I mean, you jacking yourself up. I, I don't do it. the game in. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying in general. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, saying I, I I don't do it on purpose. I really don't. I, I know I you don't. Stop to, man. I, I know I, you don't. It's called self control. I do, but remember, I used to be sitting there, man. I, I get I get awful butterflies, man, before games. Like I'm playing or something. I'm like I'm not even playing. I'm not even gonna get sweaty sitting in my chair watching this game. You know what I'm saying? Were you, were you were, all right, would you would you throw up before games when you were playing? I wouldn't throw up. Okay, I wouldn't throw up, but I, I'd be so nervous. I have. I had butterflies, you know, with anticipation. You know, you, it would, you could, you know, you could, I could feel the adrenaline pumping through me, you know, so I could feel it, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I just get, you know, real, just almost irate, you know, because I'm ready to play. I'm ready to go out there and make right. things happen, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, it's funny. You got a couple people in here, and here I go acknowledging people I shouldn't acknowledge, you know. That's oh, because Gunner's a Packer fan, and he's sitting at home. And I've covered this team 26 years. I'm an Eagles fan also. You know, anybody who knows me well, you ask anybody who knows me, I've always approached it the same way. Yeah. I can't say, and Barry will tell you this, Barry will tell you this when they were playing the Super Bowl in 17. You know, um, if a team I root for is playing in the game, my excitement and anticipation two weeks prior is not going to help the game get here any sooner. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. We're going to analyze it. We're going to discuss it, do what we do. Game's not going to get here any sooner. And I'm not saying your approach is you're jacked up. Not, not you in general. People are jacked up. That, that's how you approach it. I'm just telling you how I approach it. Now, yeah, when it gets I mean, to be, the game. I'll be fine this week. I'll, there's, but there's a piece of me. I'm glad the, it's allowing, like, uh, Landon Dickerson and some guys to heal. But, like, there's a part of me, like, once the game played Sunday. I, I will tell you that flat out. Um, I, I'll be really, like, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday are going to be the toughest days for me. Yeah, there you uh, go. Next See, week. like this dude here, Nick Sirianni owns Arizona. You see what he says? D-Gun is a calm man. Take note. See, you know what? That's one of the smartest comments anybody's ever said about me. It's true. It's true. I'm, I'm, that's just the way I am. You Unfortunately, know? I can't pull it up with my but, setup. You know, it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a nervous feeling. It's a um, it's, it's an anticipation. Yeah. You're a little anxious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I want to I wanna go. You know what I'm saying? I want to go. I want to play. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I'm, How'd you pull that up if you said you can't pull up? Uh, uh, Xander did. Xander oh, did. Xander I can't, okay. Yeah, with, 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 uh, on my other setup, I can. I just, I'm just a little limited. Uh, oh, okay. Guys, okay. Uh, knock on wood. I've gotten through the whole show. It's a freaking miracle. I know, I mean, man. Right, no. was, was nothing <laughs> hey. short of a mess. I'm Rob, telling you right now. I didn't, even, I didn't even give you half of it on the air. Wow, what a mess it was. Trust Rob, me. to be honest with you, I took all these extra notes because I'm waiting for you to freeze so I can jump <laughs> in and keep going. Okay. I, I'm getting better, man. I went, I, I went to like – Eight, my eighth backup and it worked whatever I pulled out of my my 
hat. I was going to say something else, but yeah, it's so. Uh, <laughs> I still, <laughs> I still wanted you to see the jump and see you jumping that Uber and your camera's doing like this while you ride in the back of an Uber going this way. I thought I, I'm one day we'll do the me just walking. Uh, that'll be better, I think. It'll be funnier. I'll be run half running, half walking, power walking. Um, yeah, for sure. All right, let's do a little on this date. Now, did you guys watch this show at all? I happen to really like this show. I thought it was a well done. It was called The Wonder Years, and it debuted this day after the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. 1988. It was this day that it was on, uh, came on. About a kid. I remember it. Yeah, a kid in the 60s. and uh, I watched the first season. It was, it was well done. It was narrated by Daniel Stern, who was also yep. in Home Alone, and a bunch of those, uh, a couple other movies. Good actor. The, the guy who played the father, his name was Dan Laria, was a really good actor. Really good. Uh, so it, it was, if you haven't seen it, I don't know if it's on any of the, you know, like me TV or whatever. I don't even know if it is, but it's, it's, it was a good show. Probably lasted five, six years, but it was smart. Brilliant marketing. Put it on right after the Super, you know, the Super Bowl ends at like 10. They plugged it right in there and it did, uh, you know, like Buku ratings and, and they kind of wrote it from there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's do some birthdays. Speaking of, we talked about them last segment. Guess who's the, the speed limit today? Who's 55? Dougie P. Dougie, Dougie P. P. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. Dougie Salad. He's got the, he's got this good salad up there, but he's uh he's 55. <laughs> Dougie Salad. <laughs> um Ernie Banks was born on this day in 1931. Mm-hmm. Let's play two. Ernie wow. Banks. I got I probably uh, Mr. Sunshine. Yeah. Mr. Awesome. Cub. Um Jackie Robinson was born on this day in 1919. Yep. Was Jackie. Of course, we all know the contributions that uh that he made not only to, to baseball but the but the world, sports in the world, uh Jackie Robinson. If you haven't seen 42, see it. Um speaking of 42, Justin Timberlake is 42 years old today. Is uh is JT. Rob sings like Justin Timberlake. I can't hit yeah. some of those notes, man. I, I don't know. That's uh, unless something's being squeezed in a vice, I'm not going to be hitting that note. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you will be, you'll be, you'll be crying a river then. I will be crying. <laughs> hey, just ask Lane how to deal with it. Matt Rule, former Temple Al coach, now Nebraska. He's going to turn Nebraska around, by the way. He's 48 years old. Bro, I think he. I, I thought he was a little older than. Him. I'm sorry. I thought he was older than him, man. The coaching will age you, man. That, that'll I'm, take some take some years off you. I'm way older than he is, bro. I'm like way way older than him. He played at Penn State. He was a player at Penn State um, back in his back in his college days. Uh, he played with my boy. Um, uh, my uh, couple guys I played with from there. Wow, that's right. Yeah. Um, Dante Divincenzo, former villain of a Wildcat, now he's with the Warriors. Is 26 today. You had one more coach too, man. That's uh, that's uh, he's forty, actually forty-four. Who is it? Robert Sala. I was getting, yeah, he was, he's on the list. Yeah, you're right. Yep. I didn't, I had him a little bit lower, but yeah, he's there. He is there. Jets head coach. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Banks, who played Mike on Breaking Bad, yep, is seventy-six years old. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. That guy over the years, yeah, uh, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop, one of them. Um, Nolan Ryan, seventy-six years young today. Wow, bad man. Calling. Yeah, man. There he was. 76. The bad uh, man. Woo. He was a bad dude. I'll uh, never forget to do 40 some years old and put Robbie Ventura in a headlock. Oh, he, he, like noogies. He was just pounding. Bah, 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 bah. And, and yeah. He said it was, he said it was from all those reps 
of wrestling uh, wrestling bulls when he was a kid coming up on Texas on fires. Man, he put him in the front headlock. Everybody's like, this 42-year-old dude got this yeah. 20-something-year-old doing a headlock and, and rolling him, man. Be that careful with those the farm boy dudes. They're that, right. those farm right, boys man. strong. Don't right. you strong? That's what trot trot. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. yeah trot, trot. It's no lie chopping down those trees and everything right. else. Trot did, man. Don't you, man? Oh man. Um, who else? Kerry Washington, Mrs. Namdi Asamoa is yes. years old, and he's actually acting and producing now. By the way, did you know that? And he's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was in. She was in Ray, and uh, she was also in. Um, I think I love my husband. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I was it. I think I love my wife. That's what it was. I think I love my wife. Yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, Chris Rock. Yep. Um, Suzanne Plachette, the old actress. She was in Newhart, one of one of the right. Newhart shows. Man, you can't show. say old actress to a woman. I mean, you can't say that. Well, she's not with us anymore, so bro, I don't think she's mad at me. You can't she say was, that. She was in the birds, dog. The original one, bro. You know, know you always in original birds, bro. You can't say old oh, man. You gotta be politically correct nowadays. Experienced actress. <laughs> if I said if I call a woman actress old, whether she's alive or dead, as soon as I get off this show, somebody's waiting for me downstairs to correct me. Really, Derek? Yeah. Really? Oh, not just really not Derek? just a wife. I got two grown daughters too, man. Dad, you really said that? Uh my first answer is hunt. Barry and Rob made me do it. I <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, I'm straight Dino Brown. I'm going down. I'm taking everybody with me. I know. You. I know. <laughs> how that right now. I know. Um, all right. So uh, Jessica Walter, another experienced actress, was born on this day in 1941. Sadly, no longer with us. Mm. Uh, Norman Mailer, the author, prolific uh, author, writer, born on this day in 1923. Kelly Lynch, the actress. Uh, who yep. was in a lot of things, including Road Roadhouse is yep. 64. Drugstore okay. Cowboy, Virtuosity. Yeah, she's done a lot of stuff, uh, Kelly, yes. That's all I got movies, or uh, birthdays. You guys, any any other birthdays? Oh, then we'll surprise. sneak in Surprise you didn't get uh, uh, Patricia uh, Velasquez. Velasquez, yeah. And okay. uh, she was in The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. Yeah. yeah that's, that's good work. What are, you, what are you strong? I you say it's strong. Yeah, she's strong. strong. <laughs> I say no. nothing. <laughs> I have no um, idea what you're talking about. I'm That's my right. story. I'm speaking right, 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 right. Uh, Mini Driver. Mini oh, Driver. Mini Driver. Yeah. Right. From yep. Goodwill Hunting. Rose yep. Point Break. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A guy I played against you. That's the only way I'll put him on here. But Michael Sinclair from Seattle uh, Seahawks. Oh, yeah. Yep. Really he was a good player. player. He was yep. player. Yeah. I mean, and, and he had the ugliest number in the world as a defensive end, number 70. Isn't that the ugliest number in the world? That's a bad bro? number. Yeah, right, number ugly as a mud fence. No, no. And then uh, this last guy that on my list is um, – I love it because, um, you know, he got his life saved by, by his head coach, Vernon Davis. He just, Oh, Mike Singleton. Mike Singleton is it. Yeah. I would rather – Come back here, pick up your helmet. <laughs> he I would rather – I would rather get a flag every single play <laughs> can't do it can't do it won't do it was it. great that's one of the great rants we ever saw oh man, man it was great singletary. singletary was a dude you did not want to cross save no. his life no save no. from that point on yeah. vernon yeah. davis was a pro bowler he, he he was all world after that because um yeah singletary saved his life bro absolutely 100 percent. all see. right uh uh any other ones I'll, I'll jump to the movies if not yeah we got uh carol channing the great right. actress, singer, dancer, Carol Channing. She died in ni- 2019. Yep. Uh, Bobby Monaghan played a Saturday Night Live. Yeah. 46 years old. 
Uh, Tyler Ritter, the actor who's the son of John Ritter. Uh, he is 38. Uh, Portia de Rossi, who's the wife of uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Right. She is 50. She played in Screams, too. I always forget that she was an actress also. Right, right, she right. Was yeah, wow, she was in one of the Screams? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, former welterweight champion Victor Ortiz is 36. Okay. okay. Yep. All right. Nice. All right. I, I only have a, there's only a few here, guys. Um, the Recruit, which is a pretty good movie. Yep. Um, from 2003. Yep. Um, Young Blood. <laughs> Rob Lowe is a hockey player, which was interesting. Uh, 1986. You can't pull um, that off, man. Yeah. And, uh, he was like nah. five foot four, like a buck ten. And he's he's yeah, out there. Man, come on, man. Come <laughs> like, on. Seriously. What are you doing here? You know, <laughs> whatever. Serious. He was Rob Lowe, I guess. So we could pull it off. Um, what What do you guys have? You guys got any other ones? Movie oh, wise? yeah. Uh, we have the, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman from 1974. Okay. Uh, we have Hansel and uh, Gretel and Hansel, the movie that came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. I like that. Um, Grease Live came out in 2016. Okay. And then these movies here, man, I tell you, I don't really get into these movies. Final Destination 2 okay. came out in 2003. I watched the first two. Yeah. And after the first two, enough heads and body limbs flying and splatting on the wall. I said, that's it. I'm done. Right. That's it. I can't do anymore, man. You know, roller coasters, severing heads and all this stuff, bus rides, mm-hmm. body limbs flying. I, that's it. I'm done. You know, I hear and you. I think there was four of them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's a lot, oh. man. That is. Yeah, I'm like right about that. Yeah. I can't do that. No, no. All right. Yeah. We got to We got to roll. That's going to do it. But no. remember, yeah, Lane Johnson tomorrow. That's going to be yep. a big one, man. If he doesn't show up, I'm going looking for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to have great guests for you the, the rest of this week. All next week, we're going to get you set. Barrett's going to be later in the week next week in Arizona, so it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Let me tell you something real quick. When Barrett gets to Arizona, he'll act like he don't know us. I'm telling you. Right, we'll, mark what it down. show? Sports take? Who's mark, that? Exactly. Mark it D-Gun? down. What? Oh, D-Gun. Um, man, I, I was going to be Barrett's on the show. Barrett's going to go live from White Castle. That's Let what he's going to do. <laughs> if he does, that would be right. right. I'll exactly. tell you what he'll do. You know what he'll say, Rob? You know, uh, D-Gun, I got stuck in his Nike shoe line, man, and I couldn't get out and – <laughs> you know, I, I, was, I was intending to be on the show, bro, but I couldn't get there. I'm like, all right, exactly. baby, no problem. Bro, it's it's, coming. I can't wait, man. I just want to get a little bit of sun and heat, man. Looking outside, yeah, man. I need some sun and heat, bro. Yeah, I hear you. That's not, it's not, you're not in Minnesota, man. That's oh, look right, at Xander. Right, right. Look at Xander you're sucking up a Barrett. See, best saying Xander sucking up. Barrett has been away many times and he never forgets about us. I never do. I never do. That's why I just smiled at you. I, I no, wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to say anything because I, I never do. I, I, no, you never do, but I had to get it in there. I just had to. Because what <laughs> I do, right, baby. What I we do. One. I want to thank Xander for producing the program. Everybody in the chat section, you guys are the greatest. Uh, everybody streaming, everybody listening, thank you very much. We do appreciate it. We're looking forward to hanging out with you tomorrow. Three hours of power. Starting at 12, 1230, Lane Johnson. Don't go anywhere. You get the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. See you guys tomorrow, same time, same place. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.